Blog Talk Radio. And I just turned here with what I don't have. This is what I am, what I am. Understand, I don't give a damn. This is who I am, who I am. Man, I don't give a damn. This is what I am, what I am. And I just don't give a damn. Take me as I am, as I am. And my G still pumping. Hold on the culture, you know that my doja culture game over, soldier. I'm cooling. Be on the sofa. Niggas is posers and I'm the sculptor. Don't mean it. You are listening live. Well, do it live! Of course, unless you're not listening live. Uh, This is the Pro Wrestling Torch East Coast cast. It is a Wednesday, November 22nd, uh, 2017, Thanksgiving Eve. Uh, I'm your host, Travis Bryant. And with me, uh, per usual, is my main man, uh, Cameron Hawkins. Cam, what's happening? What's going on, man? Not too much. How are things? I'm good. I'm carrying the largest margarita I've ever seen in my hand. Um, you know, how I prepare for the holidays. So, yeah, everything's cool. Nice. Did you go to the spot uh, near you? What, right around? Yeah. And I got the large, like, the medium, these mediums. What did we get large. before? Those were pretty The medium is what we used to get. And I looked at it because she was holding the cup, like, like as she was on the register, she was holding the cup forward so I could see inside the cup. It was like looking into a black hole. This thing is huge. <laughs> like, it's, it's really like a pound, like, in my hand. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> All the pauses in the world. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, let's uh, go ahead and get things started here. Uh, again, I'm Travis. That's Cam. Uh, we're here to talk some wrestling, so let's go ahead and give out all the pertinence before we get to going. Uh, if you want to talk to us, uh, call in, talk directly to us. Uh, hit us up on the Constellation lines. Give us a call at 347-202-0103. Once again, that's 347 202 uh, if you can't call us, you can always uh, shoot us an email anytime during the show, anytime during the week as well. Uh, the mailbag is always open and constantly being refreshed. So uh, get your emails in at eastcoastaudioshow at gmail.com. Eastcoastaudioshow at gmail.com. Got our Two VIP questions and a non-VIP, so get your emails in. Uh, Twitter is another way you can find us. Find the show at East Coast Cast, twitter.com slash East Coast Cast. Plenty of conversation going on on there. You can find me on my personal Twitter, at TravLord, and you can find Cam at Seahawk, at C-E-E-Hawk, and uh, yeah. Decent amount of conversation going on in the last few days on the show Twitter. So, uh, yeah, head over there, like the page, follow us. Might be uh, lucky and special enough to get a follow back. You never know. So, yeah, at East Coast Cast, at Travelord, at Seahawk, and Facebook. That's the last bastion of Get Adage. Find us on Facebook, the Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash PWTorch, East Coast Cast. And, um, yeah, there you'll find, you know, articles and memes and 
uh, things were promoting uh, South Congress uh, uploads and reminders. Uh, so yeah, check us out. Tag your buddies on the uh, on the thing. You know how that whole internet Facebook deal works. Um, so yeah, Cam. Uh, headlines, poll results. What what are we working with this week? Yeah, I mean, Survivor Series weekend is definitely the headline. Um, if you can come with just one, um, I don't know. We'll, we'll kind of have to fish it out. But um, you know, we had three polls that we think I think they all ran about two days and change. And that may be kind of a like I didn't know we could do that. So that format is what, do you what mean? I think we're gonna do going forward. I didn't know you could Multiple. turn polls into a thread. Yeah, I didn't know you could turn polls into a thread. And I think I had seen somebody do it and now that I know that it's possible, it's like, oh well that well, makes well, well, okay. then I don't have to Maybe go to I'm confused. Maybe maybe I'm confused because I always thought the conversation that happened under on that tweet was the thread. Like, is that not... Well, no, that is a thread, but I wasn't aware that in a thread, you could also continue with an additional poll. I think it's only if you... Oh, the I did yeah. notice. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's mm-hmm. convenient. That was my first thought. Like, oh, it's right there. Exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Cool. So, yeah, um, we, had, we had three polls. Uh, the first one was, what was the better show of Survivor Series weekend? And overwhelmingly, and I think in fairness, this is always kind of a leading thing, and this is always kind of how it goes. But uh, NXT TakeOver uh, got 73% of the vote. Um, Survivor Series got 27% of the vote as far as what was the better show. Um, right. That I was one of those 27%. This, yeah, I think I'm going to um, – let's go straight to the third poll. Uh, the third poll was of the people I've listed – who impressed you most during Survivor Series weekend? It was uh, Sienna Almas in second place with 11%. Uh, the New Day were in third place with 10%. Um, I had a write-in. Uh, nobody actually wrote in with anybody, so I don't know how to about that. But somehow it got uh, 3%, but, though. Exactly. They just was like, um, I ain't writing shit. Just take my no vote. Or my, yeah, my, just being that fight. Got to stop giving people options. Like, that would have been, yeah. But, um, yeah, 76%, Patrick Clark, the Velveteen Dream. Um, and we, like, this is going to be, I, I hope this is a recurring thing tonight because I'm, I'm very, I've been high on the kid, and I'm just so impressed with the match that he and Aleister Black put on. Um, but And also I that people recognize like, that and aren't letting yeah, his exactly. gimmick or what they saw on Tough Enough, like, taint their, you know, what's obvious to, you know, so it's like seventy six percent. Like, oh yeah, that's yeah, that's clear uh, day. Like everybody pretty much recognized. Yeah. So, um, but the the second poll on the last one we'll talk about, um, you know, AJ Styles and Brock Lesnar put on what I think is going to be at least a match of the year candidate. Um, like I think it's easily a top ten match in WWE. I don't know where I'd rank it above that, but. As a poll to kind of gauge how people felt in the moment, how people feel about Brock's, uh, you know, latest run, and kind of the age of of the fan currently. You know, I asked where that match ranked on Brock's all-time match list. And 35% of people said it was a top three match with Brock all time. Like, And, and that must have uh, changed in the last uh... – 
you know, 12 hours, 15 hours, mm-hmm. because last time I checked, the top 10, which is what I voted for, uh, that is the top 10 mm-hmm. Lesnar match of all, you know, in his career, um, that was like the overwhelming, I thought, like maybe that was just the beginning, but that kind of was running away with it. Even people that were writing in or that would also comment were saying, you know, if and they would qualify, like if it was, it was just his like last of his, last, of his run, like 2012 present, you know, oh, top three, you know, or top mm-hmm. five. But if we're talking about his whole run encompassing going back to 2002, it's definitely top ten. And that's kind of the, the same what I was, you know, going for. Uh, but top three ekes it out with uh, 35%. And yeah. you got to imagine – what most of those people that don't know much of his run from o two to twenty twelve or you know o two to o four because I mean yeah. just yeah, the matches I mean, he had with Kurt Angle alone the series of three or four matches yeah. they had is <laughs> you know those are those are three of the ten slots <laughs> no because I would say I would I would say the Iron Man match and the WrestleMania nineteen match like that's to yeah. me that's like, two for sure you got two right there you know like. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, I mean seven percent saying it was you know his his very best match. I mean number one match of his run, yeah. Yeah, and, it, and again, I and have him, to I, believe they don't they're not taking those Kurt Angle uh, matches, the Eddie match. They're just not taking those matches from early two thousands into account because I think I think that's the only way you could ever argue that is his number one match. Of his entire I mean, career. But, but again, the thing about it, like, the Eddie match was what? Right before WrestleMania 20, right? WrestleMania 20 was what, 14 years ago? So, yeah. like, you know, we are, and I, and I say we, I'm a little bit younger than you, but, like, how I, probably being the nerd that I am, like, how I gauge a good match, um, it was probably more in terms of, a star rating back then. So I can vividly remember that match for its, like, technical prowess and be like, no, that was, you know, that was great. Like, it's not just I like it. It's like, no, the things that they did in that were good. And just, you know, not everybody, one, not everybody analyzes things like that. Two, even if they do now, they didn't necessarily then. So, like, if somebody's 25, even if they were watching back then, you know, they were 10 years old. And so they're not going to have that kind of eye for what they're seeing. Like, this would be... Um, probably like, from a technical standpoint, the best thing he's done since 2005, maybe. You know, so. Well, he wasn't wrestling. He was wrestling in the sense of, of, uh, Yeah. Well, I mean, and look at who saw that. Like, I saw the Lesnar-Nakamura match uh, a year ago, like on YouTube, you know? Okay. Um, yeah, I saw it in, in real time, but just, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's, it's, I, I would love to have had, like, that be a whole, um, you know, that be a whole, like, Google thing where how, what is your age group, how long have you been watching, like, a bunch of stuff, because, you know, I think you the greatest player of all time unless you saw Wilt Chamberlain, like, there's, you know, there's stuff. Um, so, yeah, I think... Um, but that's got to be kind of the jumping off point. Um, you know, Brock Lesnar and AJ Styles just put on a great, great match. And if you believe the rumors to be true about Brock, uh, 
that the effort you get out of Brock directly is correlated to how he and Paul Heyman view you as a performer, then he got some respect for AJ because he went to the wall. Like, how long have I been calling for Brock Lesnar to do an overhead belly-to-belly suplex? I never understood why he didn't do it. It's, yeah. it, it can't be – it's a little more torque than the German, but, like, you know, maybe it takes – a got a guy like AJ. I don't know. Not really. He'll do most of the work. Yeah, but, I mean, it's it's just, like, you got – But also, if, if my you thing was you can't call yourself that. Suplex City and do one suplex. Imagine going to, you know, New York City and they have one great thing. Instead of it, it's New York. It's got a million great things because it's fucking New York City. Like suplexes, there are a million different suplexes. Like vary that shit up, Brock. <laughs> like you can't. I always thought that was a bit of a bit of a, you know, mis, uh, misnomer. You know, suplex city. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, it's kind of German <laughs> suplex neighborhood, really. <laughs> it's like this one ethnic neighborhood that that yeah. you won't fucking leave. <laughs> like Texas City, Texas doesn't have like Little San Antonio and Little Austin and you know Little Houston. It's just Texas City. <laughs> mm. uh, but no, I, I do hear what you're saying. Like it was like to to have everything built around that and it literally just be like a succession of moves. Like think about how you'd feel about Suplex City if Brock literally did eight Germans in a row without letting go. Like, from a stylistic standpoint, like, that's so much more impressive. It's not just, I got behind you and I tossed you backwards. Even though, I'm not going to pretend like German suplex. Yeah, I don't, I'm not, yeah. WCW days aren't the coolest thing in the whole world. Uh, But no, yeah, yeah, like, Brock was doing high knees to AJ's head. Like, who thought he could still jump that high? You know, like, it was, uh, it was back and forth. And when, when, you know, AJ's getting owned, and then when he finally starts fighting from underneath and pulling all his moves, and yeah, like you just know that he's gonna go to the well one too many times, and Brock is gonna catch him on his shoulders. And even when it happens, it just still looks so good. And I love that if nothing else in WWE is protected, the F five is protected, and I really like that. Like, and when meaning when nobody Roman kicks Reigns, out. Yeah. I think Undertaker kicked when out. When Roman Reigns kicks and out, like, and again, Undertaker's special, but when right. Undertaker or when, Brock, when Roman Reigns kicks out, it's going to be impressive because nobody's done it in like two years, three years. Totally. No, and yeah, it's just AJ, like you uh, Did you see Paul Heyman? Really got a hell of a match out of this. You saw Paul Heyman's. Uh, WWE.com, uh, like, promo after the match, just putting him up there with no. Flair and Hart and Michaels and saying that, you know, at this time, he's everything they are and more. It was really cool. Um, so, yeah, like, AJ's, they're doing everything they can to tell us AJ is the most valuable performer they have, and they're treating him like that. And it is, it's a joy to see. Like, you like to see a guy get the recognition that you know he deserved for years and years and years. And, yeah, here we are. So, at this point, he cannot drop that WWE title until WrestleMania, right? Like, yeah, absolutely. He like it. cannot. Like, that would just be yeah, like a bone, like just sense. total bonehead move. Agree. 
Um, yeah, all right. Let's talk to some folks. Let's, uh, wait and derail. I had something to say on Twitter here. Uh, every week since AJ has been champ, the ratings have went, uh, went up to where they used to be back before he lost it, 2.6 million. Uh... Oh, he just gives them the 2.603, 2.607, 2.662 the last three weeks. Yeah, opposed to, you know, 2.1 million, you know, half a million more people tuned in consistently in three weeks. That's a pretty damn good sign. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, just think WWE's, you know, this is the time. It's like being, it's like how your seventh grade, Report cards are what your high schools look at and what your 11th grade. It's never your senior, your last year, it's the year before, because you have to apply your your senior year or your 8th grade year to high schools and stuff. So this is the year like that the ratings are going to start really, really mattering. Like it's good that they – that they're better on Raw, that they're not getting their getting their ass kicked by Monday Night Football as bad as they had been last year and the last two years. But – this whole six-month gender Mahal uh, experiment just torpedoed their their SmackDown yearly like average. Like they were consistently over where they were the year before, like showing that um, you know the, the 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 split and SmackDown being having this exclusive talent and being live is worth you know six seven hundred thousand more viewers live every week. And the Jinder Mahal stuff for since May is just really taking that down and tying with last year's numbers and stuff after being consistently well over last year's numbers. Um, where they'd be now, like with if AJ was the feature, if this was the, the AJ style show the past six months, where'd they be? And, and to a lesser extent, like the yeah. Charlotte show, like if they just like leave the women, like let her be. I think Wade even talked about this. Like, let SmackDown be the Charlotte and AJ show. Like, they are they're legit champions. People are going to tune in to see. So, I think that's a damn good idea. Okay, leave it alone, and then now just build up Nakamura or whatever you're going to do for WrestleMania. Start now. All right, let's uh, talk to some folks. That's uh, I mean, heard his voice in a little bit. Talk to Kylan, North Jersey. Uh, Kylan, what's going on? Not much, Travis. Uh, how are you and Cam doing this week? Oh, doing well, man. Doing all right. What's uh, what's on your mind? Well, uh, first off, I'm. I would just like to say, uh, excuse me for not being around the uh, last two weeks. I I was scheduled to be be on uh, last Wednesday, but something happened with blog talk as usual, and and then the. uh, the Wednesday before, which I have I have forgotten 
to mention this to you. Uh, we were we were in we were in Orlando for that week, so I I wasn't around, but. I do have a very interesting story from my week. So we were actually we were actually supposed to come home last Sunday the twelfth, but we ended up being stuck in Orlando for an extra two and a half days, but while we tried to catch one of our attempted flights home, I happened to run into, of all people, Booker T. One of my favorite people. How how was that? Booker just so happened to be rushing to his first-class boarding date to fly home to to Houston from from Orlando last Sunday. Uh, My mom actually spotted him first. She knew it was... She knew he was a famous wrestler, but she couldn't place who he was. And right before he got up to me, she figured out who he was. And, and she goes, Sign last book of teeth! So, me kind of not necessarily believing him or believing her, I just kind of. Very nicely called out to him and kind of said, Booker, he ran ran towards me and said, hey, what's up? Uh, And I, I asked him whether he was flying home from shooting pre-tapes or something, and he goes, yeah, I'm, I'm going home. But, but he was super friendly. Unfortunately, we didn't have time to get a picture with him or anything, but yeah. he was very nice. That's good to hear. Oh, yeah. Let me cool. So yeah, so what's uh, what's on your mind besides that and questions and all that kind of stuff this week? Well, I I thought we had a very solid weekend of wrestling action. Mhm. Um, we got a. I mean, they had a nice five day pay per view t- and TV stretch with the Takeover Survivor Series. Raw SmackDown and uh, NXT. But my my first question for t- this week concerns some news that came out either 
last night or earlier today. I'm not exactly sure which at this current time, but have you two gentlemen had a look-see at the updated pay-per-view schedule for next year? I hope you have because it will help you answer my question, but if not, I'll, I'll fill you in. Okay. I'm you have to fill me in, dog. <laughs> you have right to fill now. me in, man. Um, okay, I'm looking at it now. Uh, so, I, I'm guessing that at some point today, WWE released their updated pay-per-view schedule for next year, and two two pay-per-views that were currently scheduled for this year, Great great Balls of Fire, which was held on July 9th, and No Mercy, which which was the beginning of last month have been dropped from next year's schedule. In addition to that, in addition to that, Money in the Bank is now a a co-branded pay-per-view and group of ladder matches. My first question for this week is, does the dropping of certain pay-per-views devalue the WWE Network since most of WWE Network subscribers subscribe for the pay-per-views as well as NXT, NXT Weekly TV and TakeOver Special. Yeah, yeah, I got you, Colin. Uh, no, nobody's buying the WWE Network for TLC or for No Mercy or whatever the other one that got dropped. I don't, I don't even remember. So, and you just said it 12 seconds ago. Um, so, great, no, something's going to be in Great Balls of Fire. No, that helps that they don't have a pay per view called Great Friggin' Balls of Fire. Um, I noticed. Look, look at it. Looking at the at the schedule for next year, between there's Money in the Bank, which is now co co branded. Uh, June 17th, then July 15th, there's Battleground Raw, August 19th, SummerSlam Co., and then September, Extreme Rules Rules Raw, and not till the end of September, there's a Hell in a Cell, which is SmackDown. So, you know, between May, the end of May and the end of September, there's no SmackDown only, but two co-branded shows. I'm I'm just yeah, noticing. 
DLCs were all Hell in the Cell. Yeah, I mean, that's the same as this year. That'd have been nice to switch up. You know, why not make... Oh, that doesn't work. Um, all right, I'm, I'm looking at the thing nobody else is looking at, so... Only 14 pay-per-views. Only 14. Only 14. Um, and we don't we don't get a big de- big deluge in the fall. You got August 19th, September 16th, September 30th, October 21st, November 18th, December 16th. So you don't get I mean besides except the two shows in September. Extreme Rules and Hell in a Cell, Raw and SmackDown. You don't, you're not getting four pay-per-views in 12 weeks or whatever. However, it would get real kooky. One every two weeks for, you know, three straight shows. None of that. So, I, I think this is a well, a, a well-paced, spaced-out schedule. I do yeah. too, actually. Yeah. So, yeah. My second question is concerning WWE main roster male call-ups. With WWE calling up five women from the women's NXT roster this week. Do you suppose that Triple H will be deprived of a few men on his NXT roster? such as Drew McIntyre or Cassius Ono in the near future. Not Cassius Ono. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, with McIntyre, it's, you know, the severity of his injury first. Um, but yeah, I do think that you know there's there's room for him on uh you know on either roster right now. Um I I don't think there's necessarily a correlation though, and we'll talk about it I'm sure, but this is you know, in a time where they're paying a lot of but the women have a much larger presence on both shows and are taken way more seriously than they have been uh, in previous years, like, this is a big thing. Like, we had basically two women's factions all of a sudden pop up on the same week on two shows and run roughshod over the shows. Like, that's just a different level of attention that they're paying. Uh, so, you know, we'll see where that goes. But, like, I could see a McIntyre, but he's really the only one I can see right now. Like, what we saw at, uh, at TakeOver as far as the War Games match, like, I think those feuds kind of continue or splinter off, but I don't know if anything we saw like warrants like a call up or even leads me to believe that would happen. But you know, Kyle, as I say that, um, gun to my head, if you told me, you know, maybe pick 
three women from NXT that are going to be on the main roster in the next year, out of who came up, like, Sonya Deville might have been the only one that I said. And I probably wouldn't have said her. Like, it was, this is all out of left field and brand new and super interesting because of it. But, yeah, so. Whew, I, I don't. Like, Drew McIntyre is one that I do kind of see because, you know, when the champion loses his title in NXT, you expect a call-up. But he's kind of the only one that I'd say that I see with any type of uh, commission. Yeah, I think I'm right there with you. I don't uh, – I mean, same with all those women. Like, I did not expect any of them. I mean, maybe it's, yeah. I'm projecting what I what I want, and I'm not necessarily a fan of Liv Morgan particular um of the, of the five that of the five new women she's the one I'm probably the most down on just because I don't think she has the credibility um you know Ruby Riot maybe Robin like that you know Sarah Logan possibly but I haven't even gotten a chance to know Sarah Logan who Sarah Logan well I just know her from the tournament she's a cowboy cowgirl like how does that work that's the she had the same kind of outfit and and and, and gimmick going, but who, is that going to be her who thing? Who likes hunting yeah, alligators and things like that? Yeah, like is that going to be a part of her main roster persona? Because I don't even because she hasn't had an NXT persona. She maybe had a match or two since the tournament, but nothing where she got featured. I mean, I don't even remember. And NXT does usually does a decent job of, of uh, you know, you remember when stuff happens. So, um, yeah, it's interesting. And I mean, we heard, we talked a little bit last week, like, oh, is Paige going to be putting the, in the five on five? That didn't happen. And obviously, we see, we see why. I hope they do some explaining why. Were three women, were Sonya, wait, how'd it go? Was Sarah, Ruby, and and Liv a part of, With are they with Paige as well? Did they just say, no, oh, that was a good idea? Show yeah. Because Shane said, though, they later said in the show, Shane, Shane signed those three, Ruby, Liv, yeah. And Sarah, they're SmackDown. So you assume Paige and whoever and whoever on on Monday are on Monday show. So mm-hmm. who, who gave them the big idea again? Did they just see, watch Raw and go, hey, we're going to SmackDown tomorrow night and do the same thing? But they already said Shane signed them. I, I, I just, yeah, I need some things aren't adding up. I need some uh, explanation. Just give me some connective tissue, and that's all. Uh, but cool. Appreciate the call, Kylan. As as always. Um, guess we can keep things moving here. Let's go to uh, let's go to two hundred two. I think that's Willis. Uh, Willis, is that hey, you? What's, yeah. What's going on, fellas? Not too much, oh, man. What's going on? Not too much. The same old, same old bullshit. Trying to survive. <laughs> <laughs> why, why is it bullshit, Willis? 
because my damn job told me a day before Halloween that they letting everybody go on December the 15th in my department. Oh, that'd be some bullshit, yeah. That is, that is yeah. absolutely bullshit. Yeah. So everybody that want everybody that want a job is scrambling to try to get a job in the hospital or outside, and we got a union that ain't helping us. So it's just a whole bunch of bullshit going on. And then to make it really make piss us off, they gave us our bonus the Thursday before they let us know they were going to fire us that Monday. Wow. Sent you into the weekend hype. And then, yeah. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, so. Well, I hope you land on your feet, man. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm working on it. I had a couple calls here and there. You know, it's the holiday this week. So if somebody, I got a call, um, what was it, Tuesday about hopefully getting something. But, you know, it's the holiday. I probably won't hear from them until probably next Monday or Tuesday. But hopefully I get something because I got too much shit to deal with. But other than that, I'm doing okay. I can't complain too much. I'll be eating at Mama's house tomorrow, so it's all good. Right. But you know what I'm mad about? I didn't even watch it. They just got to put a title on that dirty son of a bitch. I can't have Roman Reigns without having a guy. It's crazy. That shit was dope, man. I was hyped. It was that good, whole, Yeah. The talking segment, I was like, you know, good stuff. And then the match, I was like, and I think the main reason I was so into it was I, it felt like Roman was into it. Like, oh, look at him caring about the the IC title. Yep. So, I ain't even cool. watch it. I I cut the show off after Kane and Braun Strowman. <laughs> Whatever. I I was watching um the um the trial of Superman on AMC the um the secret history of superheroes. I seen that until I fell asleep. So my decoration now is anytime Roman Reigns come on the TV, I'm changing the channel. Anytime, Ali. Anytime he got a match, and, and especially you know what really pisses me Let's off. Just write that letter. All, that whole like we're gonna turn our backs and tell people this little kid threatened our lives or whatever that bullshit that's going around. No, <laughs> you, I you, found you, that shit on the internet. That shit was too intricate even for me to type right out. Yeah, so I'm I'm just I'm just done. I'm just tired, tired, tired. And I was laughing because they was in Houston. Houston was just glad to get some damn wrestling, so they were cheering for anything at that point in time. Once they come back yeah, to the please. East Coast, once they come back to the East Coast to the side that knows what the hell is going on, he'll be getting booed again. It's only a matter of fucking time. So and I don't know. Willis, my girl's mother was at the show. My girl's mother was at Raw. Yeah, Mm -hmm. like, for whatever reason, my girl's mother was there. And, and yes, um, I can confirm that she's a Roman Reigns fan. So, yeah, Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's (laughs) there's a demographic he's doing just fine in, and as long as he's doing fine there, I think they'll be okay. It was a good match, man. Like, that was the, the match that you chose not to watch. It was pretty good. Like, it's... You know, if if they're going to – it was weird. Like, I saw um, people talking about, like, well, you know, they should have 
Like, he should have had this title anyway before he had the WWE title. It's like, no, that's not, that's like a mythical idea of progression. Like, if, I think with, like, Stone Cold and The Rock, the reason those guys didn't start off with WWE titles is because there were guys ahead of them who were proven and, you know, were on top at that point and were popular, and, you know, they needed time, like, to get there. That's what that was, but... No, I mean, there's no reason Roman Reigns should have started with a lesser title. But, like, you know, it's cool that he's an IC champ. Like, I, I hopefully, you know, that thing about Cena saying, like, he wasn't interested in the U.S. title when he had it. Like, hopefully, like, this is, you know, good for him. And it's a way that you can have main events for a title without having Brock Lesnar in the picture and it not feel like a step down. Like, I think it's, I think it's a good move. Um and, you know, what Miz does from here, we'll see. Like, Miz probably has a pay-per-view main event now because of this at some point. But, uh, yeah, I, I thought it was uh, I thought it was good, Willis. I know you don't think it's good. You wouldn't think it's good, regardless of how good the match was. But, yeah, I think they did a pretty good job. Yeah, that crowd reaction, too, was phenomenal. I mean, yeah. they, there was no wavering. You know, there was, yeah, they were into it. Because he gave him a reason to. I mean, if he does that consistently, if he somehow somehow can hone in on whatever he did Monday, keep doing that. As soon yep. as he break away from the shield, that's it's gonna be the end of that. We'll see. I mean, you might be right, but you know. Until then, you know Willis. Until then, we good. We rocking. Mm. Well, you know, they done already came out. People done already posted online on a whole bunch of the damn websites saying that um, the F5 is needed to be protected until WrestleMania, until Roman beats him for the title at WrestleMania. Oh, and then already I said that earlier on this show. Yeah, like that's, that's, that's exactly what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. that, that's them popped up on a whole bunch of websites. So once they start getting out, and around damn World Rumble time, we gonna see repeat of last year. Everybody gonna be booing that man again. I probably won't. I I don't care. I don't like him. I don't give a shit what anybody say. He has <laughs> a he can have a fucking fifteen star match. Dave Meltzer, um, Wade Keller, and everybody else can say he had the best match in the year. I don't give a shit. I ain't no Roman Reigns fan. He can go to hell. I don't care. <laughs> I do appreciate your conviction. There's, there's a man with consistency. Mm-hmm. Well, I ain't gonna, I, I ain't gonna be um dick riding him because he's doing damn good with matches. Fuck that. <laughs> I, I got more respect for the fucking Miz than him. Who's again at the Miz is absolutely at the peak of his powers and. He's, I, I think, like, if you really look at it, like, he's putting on his best matches, too. Like, he's he's great right now. He really is. Um, yeah, just, huh? and he's getting to a point where, like, he looks, he's getting more credible in the ring. And I mean credible as somebody who, when they hit you, it hurts. Like, yeah, he's, he deserves all the praise anybody's going to heap on him right now. He really does. I'm still kind of pissed when I'm thinking about it. When they had Miz as the as the WWE champion that WrestleMania, they didn't give that man no damn respect. Nope, not even a little. They bit. just had 
they just had him in there just to further rock and um, John Cena. I was like, that's messed up. He was at the back. He was a plot point, and he was there to, yeah, he was a plot point, and he was there to look good on night, on late shows, which was great. I mean, that was, and that's what you have him there for. That's what he's good at. You know. So you're telling me you would go back to the best and, like, ability. do that differently, considering what they got out of basically three years of John Cena in Iraq? Well, why don't, why do you hate making would, money for your company? Why would, the thing I would have changed is not have that second match. I would have, it would have been a one and done and that was it. Well, again. Because it it, that second match kind of lost its love. Again, why do you it. hate making money, Willis? Well, they hate making money. Keep on putting Roman on the damn um, main event. So shit. All right, I they mean, don't care about okay, that. we can we can argue about that because that's happening now. But you go, you talking about re- redoing something that was objectively super successful is ridiculous and hurts your points on other things. No, I'm talking about not the first. I wouldn't be the second master. Of I don't care. Well, I know what you're, you're you're being specific, and I'm just saying, leave it. Why would you go back and mess with any of it? Because of your perceived who you who deserves respect and who doesn't. Hey, Again, I'm glad here, you man. ain't I'm in like, charge of my multi-million dollar global wrestling company. Wow. And that is. An, Feelings would be getting in the way of everybody's paychecks. <laughs> this guy ain't paying his dues. Get the fuck out of here. He's about to make us all a million dollars. You talking about a dude? Shit, it, shit, it, it, it fucked up Justice League this weekend. I know that much. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Willis, do you, have, do you have a video review up on your YouTube page yet for Justice League? Yeah, I did one the um, first day it came out. Go ahead and uh, go ahead and tweet me that big dog, because uh, I, I had some things to say. I'm curious about what you said about it. Uh, I will. All I got to say is that movie. All all you can see is Henry Cavill CGI lip and teeth up there looking strange as shit. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> it's very true. Yeah. That shit yeah. looks awkward as hell, especially the part when the Flash was running by him. I thought he was trying to look mean, but that shit looked off. It looked, you could see his face float, his mouth floating from his face. This is true. <laughs> At some point. I mean, the movie was okay, but it just felt like the first Avengers and Age of Ultron rolled into one movie. Mm-hmm. And the but all movie, the parts I in wanted, the first Avengers you didn't like. Yeah. Uh, what I didn't or didn't like. No, I'm just saying. You said it felt like oh. Avengers and Age of Ultron rolled into one. I'm like, yeah, but without yep. the good stuff in Avengers, like character development. Right. Mm-hmm. And natural relationships. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I think it was fine, but, like, that's, I wouldn't go higher than fine. Like, it wasn't good, but it also wasn't the worst thing I've ever seen. It was fine. It's whatever. Right. My my problem about the movie was the movie they should have made was the movie at the stand at the end. If they wanted to do yeah. something totally different, 
different. They should have did the Justice League against either the Suicide Squad versus yeah. or the Legion of Doom. That would have been yeah. a, diff, a better movie because we didn't we haven't seen a whole bunch of villains versus a whole bunch of heroes on the same screen yet. Yeah, and I mean, really, like to me, Steppenwolf is kind of just an extension of Ares. Like it's very similar visually. Like, and it's really, like you said, similar to the first Avengers. Like, you're fighting a bunch of enemies that aren't human, so you can kind of just dispose of them, like, how you want, and hit them as hard as you want. And, yeah, it's just, it's exactly what you would expect, and a company that's behind on the numbers and the ratings shouldn't do exactly what you expect. And I don't understand why they didn't just use damn dark side instead of damn chef wolf. Why didn't they just yeah, go ahead and go with it? Go with it. Because nobody don't know yeah. who the fuck Steppenwolf is. Steppenwolf don't even hardly be on the cartoon and shit. They should have just went dark side and call it a day. Yes. And don't make your very first big bad villain in the universe. How about you don't make him CGI? Like... Use a person who can emote. Right? Yeah. Some real missteps, yeah. man. Some real missteps. Yeah, but then the problem about if you use an alien looking person in a suit, you might end up with fucking apocalypse again from Age of Apocalypse. Yeah, well, no, I meant different character, not like you stepping wolf as a person. Like, go with a different character. But no, I, I right. agree with you. I hear what you're saying. Yeah, so, but, I, I mean, I wasn't pissed off or, or nothing about the movie coming out of it. It just it just seems like when you see them do, like, the animated movie, and an animated movie is the same plot as the movie at the movie theater, but they do it better on there, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, so much better, and you have more money with the movie, like, you can't use animation as the excuse for why they have more freedom. Like, no, you have way you a hundred million dollars plus to put into this. Like, you can do all the things that they're doing in the cartoon. You can make this make sense, and they didn't. They did not. And you know what's going to be a goddamn shame? The um, crossover that comes on next week on CW probably be better than the Justice League movie. Oh, it's, it's oh. just going to be because they Damn. care about their people. Like, like the story is going to be better and the relationships are going to make more sense. Like, that's just, it's almost a given. <laughs> oh, that's ridiculous. And you know the reason why they're bringing up all these girls from um, NXT if they talk about trying to make a a, a female or a woman. What'd you say? Yeah, I've heard that. All women draw a rumble. Is what's a rumor. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna go with so, thirty I'm, or like fifteen or twenty or something. Uh, like, I mean, if you use all of them, it looks like that's closer. What is that? About twenty right now? Yeah, about twenty. Uh-huh. And I seen Liv Morgan live. Uh huh. I seen Liv Morgan live wrestle a couple of times on some of the NXT house shows. She's okay, but she's just tiny. She is real Liv tiny. Morgan. Liv Morgan. There's a Liv Mandy. 
would have been great for 2008. You know, them and they, they would have been they we would have appreciated them because they were in there with Kelly Kelly and Candace Michelle. Like we appreciated Michelle McCool. We considered her some great athlete. She she really wasn't shit. She was just in there with you know having patty cake matches with you know Stacy Keebler types. Not Stacy Keebler, but those types, the fitness fitness models. <clears throat> so Mandy Rose and they would have been great in 2008. But now, when they've got to be in, the, they've got to compete with Oscar and even Bailey and Sasha, who just have a in ring credibility that they don't have, and a and a size, <laughs> and a and a and a size and a and a athleticness to them. Not that Mandy, you know, her whole thing is she's super fit. <clears throat> but it's just, yeah, it's just something about them that I'm just like, I don't know if this works in 2017 the way they think it is, that they think it's going to. Well, they, from what yeah, I've If you read my damn May Young article, you know my wish is to get bigger, stronger, more athletic. Like, I think they should, you know, Bianca Belair and Piper Nevin, and those should be, those should be the types that you that they should be uh, looking to sign the big the big seven six foot Indian chick, you know, not Kavita Devi, yeah, not Liv Morgan, <laughs> not another Alexa Bliss, you know, just five feet, hundred and twenty pounds, super athletic in their in their way, but you know, not necessarily girl, incredible I, when it comes to fight. Uh huh. Uh huh. The girl, I feel like they shouldn't never let go away from the um from the May Young Classic was the um the German girl, the one that looked like um Bridget Nielsen from back in the day. Jazzy Gabbard. Yeah. Yep. They they shouldn't have let her go. They should have kept her because I think they could have did something with her. But we don't know. Everybody's obligations for where they stand at and stuff like that, and what other yeah, and promotions visas that and they was doing. Tour, tourist visas and work visas and all that kind of real life shit that we don't necessarily have to think about being, you know, Americans in America. Uh, so it's no no wonder that you know uh, Jazzy Gabbard just might have something else to do. Might have German stuff. You know, or things throughout Europe that she doesn't want to leave, or WWE's not offering her enough money to to leave her life over there. Right. So, but it, remember, you got to remember been, these women, was, you know, aren't making a ton of money. It's not like, you know, Emma. Unfortunately, she's going to get booked, but she doesn't have. She's not going to have the same opportunities as even a James Ellsworth. And he's a different one. Right. That might not be the best the best example. But Darren Young, I think Darren Young's probably going to make more money than Emma on the Indies if he if he keeps if he keeps wrestling. And that's pro, that's that, kind of a shame. Mm-hmm. Not kind of it is. But uh, one more thing I want to talk about before y'all let me go was with the um with the ending of the damn. Survival Series joint with Triple H and, and Braun Strowman. 
Um, for reasons. It's funny. A damn baby face didn't look like a dumbass at the end of the show. Ron Strowman had enough sense of like, this motherfucker is trying to play me. I ain't falling for that shit. I'm going to beat his ass and be done with it. I don't care what happens tomorrow. I'm going to just beat his ass and roll out. He ain't going to do shit about it. But what happened Monday night? He came out there Monday night. Triple H ran like a little bitch. That is what happened. That, that, I was about to say that. Exactly what happened. <laughs> yeah, but um, that was just fucking odd. If if this that all whole thing was dead, like they bought they bought what wasn't the best match. You know, I built it up in my head. I thought we was gonna have all kinds of interference and run-ins and Jason Jordan. Maybe you know we had Sammy and Owens, but that was it. No, no, nobody else. And then we got what we got, and then the finish. Instead of just like okay, just tear through Sheamus uh, or Shane, and you know be done with it. They did that whole like it just made no sense what Triple H did. Like what was he trying to do? Oh, I'm assuming what they trying to do is they trying to set up for three matches that they can stretch out between now and WrestleMania, probably. Um, same man versus Triple H, then Braun Strowman versus Triple H, all leading up to Kurt Angle versus Triple H at WrestleMania. I don't know what order between the other two, but all roads probably going to lead into Triple H and um, Kurt Angle at WrestleMania. And what's the finish between Braun and Triple H? I don't, if, Braun, if Triple H don't put that man over... Right, but, so Triple H is going to lose going into a big match with uh, Kurt Angle? No, you know what Triple H is going to do. He's just going to do what he always do, pull the damn sledgehammer from under the damn ring and hit Braun with that joint and probably get disqualified or some shit. Okay. That's probably, that's probably, that's probably the only thing I can think of if, if Triple H don't put him over. He probably just going to do some and shit, uh, Jason Jordan, by the time that come around, that probably when Jason Jordan probably going turn heel and be with Triple H and him. Gross. That's the only other thing I can think of because they got, they wasted the opportunity of not turning Jordan heel after whining like a little bitch the night, a couple of nights before at Survival Series. It's just sometimes they're booking it just ass backwards. It's just yeah. ass backwards with WWE right now. And then Bray Wyatt can put on um his um put a page after he seen Ron Harper in in the Hammer Brothers damn suit talking about come home. So I don't know how long that Bludgeon Brothers shit going to last, but Bray Wyatt is like, y'all know y'all doing my boys dirty. Bring them back over here to me. I'll treat them halfway decent. <laughs> I didn't even see uh, see most of SmackDown. What happened with them? Who'd they wrestle? They Mojo and them, um, that ride. Yeah, hi, bros. They, 
Yeah. Ran through them, too. It's, it's just, that shit just look, I don't, look, they look like they in fucking cosplay outfits that they would go yeah. to a um, second-rate Comic-Con. That shit just look, look corny. That's exactly Blood what it brothers. And we know they not being a brother, so. <laughs> you know that. <laughs> that shit is just, I'm like, man, just, y- y'all got the damn shield back together. Y'all ain't never really had that match with the damn wide family versus the shield again. You know, all that's going to do is make them do the damn shield because everybody waiting for the damn wide family to come back, so. They're probably not going to do that anything anyway. So that's it for me, fellas. Cool, man. Hey, man. Appreciate it. Good talking to you. I look forward to checking out your uh, your Justice League review. Have a happy Thanksgiving, man. Oh, uh, y'all too. Thanks, man. Talk to you later. Willis from D.C., everybody. Um, all right, let's uh you know what, let's read this non VIP email here that we got from Gibran. He chimes in. Uh what up fellas? Uh first off, I have to say, Cam, you're right about Alistair Black. That if he were on the main roster now, he'd probably be lost in the shuffle. And all the other people they have uh lost in the shuffle of all the other people they have on the roster. Uh as he continues, I have two questions for y'all this week. Uh, so, like I stated last week, NXT was out here in Vegas, and TakeOver uh, was this past Saturday night. We got exactly the same show with the house shows out here. The TakeOver matches Ooh. were the exact in the exact same order. Uh, the same people won. Uh, Ember, they got the Amber Moon. Ember Moon won, but no title was, uh, wait, Ember Moon won, but no title. Drew won and kept his belt. Oh, that's different. And to be honest, it kind of killed the show for me because as I was watching the show, the same spots happened pretty much at the same points in the match. Is this something that normally they do at house shows? Um, yeah. 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 I mean, they're working out. You're going to see a lot of those same matchups. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I, I remember um, going to a house show. more so on the NXT level. Yeah. Yeah, I was at a house show in Trenton and watched Raw the next night. It was a house show on Sunday or Saturday of Raw, the next Raw. You know, APA had a match with with uh, Scotty Tuhati and, and, you know, Too Cool, I guess. And it was the same. It was just a comedy match. Same comedy spots, same dancing, all that. So they're just working yeah, shit out yeah. on house shows, you know. Yeah, working out the kinks, and, uh, and like, and I and I get that, like how it killed it for you, um, as somebody who saw the final product. Right, though, but you were like one like, of a thousand. Yeah, like, and it, it is like seriously, it's not even sarcasm. Like, it is unfortunate that you didn't get to kind of see the same thing that we saw, at least through our eyes, because, like. 
Travis and I were together, um, basically like leaving Comic Con and going to dinner, uh, watching the Alistair Black Velveteen Dream match, and we're on our phones in the restaurant, both watching it, and they're like super hyped and super into it. And it was great, and like oh, like I, oof, I would have hated. You know, it's almost like, and this is a bad example because it wasn't a good movie, but the entire. Uh, X-Men Origins Wolverine movie leaked uh, before it hit theaters, so we had all seen it. So when you go see it, it's kind of like, oh, okay. But that wasn't a good movie to start with, but man, like, the final product of what we saw on Saturday was so good. Like, that's that's maybe a top 10 WWE match, certainly a top 10 singles match of the year, uh, probably a top 5 NXT match of the year, and yeah, gosh, I... I hate that you didn't get to enjoy it quite like we did. I mean, I'm sure when you saw it in person, especially if the crowd reacted to it like they did at TakeOver, like, that must have been a lot of fun. Yeah, but I don't think they, number one, it's a much smaller crowd. Number two, the stakes aren't, you know, it's just a house show in Vegas opposed to a big TakeOver special on the network yeah. with, you know, six, seven, eight thousand people, however big that arena, or, you know, that they were in. So... A little different, either way. Yeah. Uh, he continues, uh, my other question is about Charlotte Flair, a.k.a. Ashley Flair. She needed, he added for some strange reason. Uh, I read wrestling articles on Bleacher Report, and they were saying how it was pretty ironic that she won the belt back the week after her dad's 30 for 30 was shown on ESPN and was able to get the belt back on, get the belt back in her home state, uh, well, even home city. How do y'all think her career would uh, would be up to this point in the body of work she has right now if she were not the daughter of Ric Flair? <laughs> Rick, R-I-L, all cats, R-I-C, Flair. Uh, and how much do y'all think she's she's protected by Triple H being that he is great friends with, all caps, Rick. I think she's great, a great talent, but also wonder sometimes how different her career would be if she was not a flair. Uh, example, had the first ever woman tell in the cell match. Oh, I guess, you know, her getting to do like these first and all this kind of stuff. Um, I, I think it means less than you think it does. I mean, it certainly yeah, I helps, but like if like I like I've followed her since since she got there, right? I was I I remember posting on Instagram. I was so hyped when she showed up and started having matches, and she had matches with Becky Lynch when Becky Lynch was still doing her stupid Irish jig gimmick. You know, in 2014, I was all about her match she had with 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 uh, with Natty. I thought it should be up there in contention for match of the year. It was that good. Um, so I really, really like Charlotte. I don't particularly care that her last name's Flair. Matter of fact, I was like, why don't they call her Charlotte Flair? It wasn't until this year they started consistently and on the graphics calling her Charlotte Flair. It was always just Charlotte for, for the first year or two she was around. Um, I think she's good enough 
in that division, in a division where it's where she's got she's just got the size and the look and the skill that it would in in the division that needs and is not exactly overflowing with stars with marketable money making stars that I think she's in the exact I think being a flair might have might be something holding her back. Like the fact that they're willing to take the belt off her and all that kind of stuff willy nilly and she's six time champion in two years and all that kind of dumb shit. You know, that might not happen if she's uh she might be a dominant year long champion if uh if she's not a player. So I think there's an argument to be made that she'd be better off if she wasn't a player uh, than uh, as much as you is your argument as she's getting you know some preferential treatment or you know because because of who she is. Okay. I mean, I think I don't think Vince McMahon owes Cowboy Bob Orton money. And I say that to say, I I don't think Randy Orton's gotten as many opportunities as he has because he's the son of a Hall of Famer. Now, Cowboy Bob Orton and, and Ric Flair are not the same caliber of performer. Like that's, let me say that. But what I mean is, like, Randy Orton is tall and good-looking and athletic and white outside of whoever his parents are. He's a better performer than anybody in his family ever was. He just checks off more boxes than anybody. So, you know, Charlotte also has a, a size and an athletic ability, like a natural athleticism that you can't, like, develop in, like I said, like a fitness model. Like, she's just that good. Um, I think if they never told us whose kid she was and she goes out and has, you know, those three, four matches with Sasha Banks and gets on the microphone and cuts those promos leading up to that, like, she's still the performer that she is. Um, I I just think that, of course, you know, in America, who your daddy is gets your foot in the door in a lot of places. But opportunities, I think she earned those by being herself. Genetically, I'm sure Ric Flair helped her a lot um, just by being a natural athlete. But, you know, the name that's on her paperwork, I don't think carried her that much because on her own, like if, if somebody – Ric Flair, right? Uh, not necessarily. I know you haven't watched the 30 for 30, but, like, Ric Flair was, like, a I mean, I get it. He, 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 didn't have to, he didn't have to do as much, you know, in 1981. No, no, no. He, I mean, you know, I'm just talking about being an athlete, though. I mean, like, you know, he was... Yeah, you know, but I'm just being as far as showcasing, as far as seeing highlights. Of, like, the most athletic thing Flair's done in the ring is the, is the, the, flip, over the, the flip over the rope, right? I would, I would maybe, maybe climbing to the top turnbuckle really quick. That's, you know, that's not hard, or that's not easy. I would argue different things um, because I think like his Flair, style. Like Flair can't do a, you know, a moonsault even when he was twenty. He wouldn't I, do a backflip. I don't believe he room. couldn't. I don't believe he couldn't do a moonsault. I think he didn't do it. Like I he just didn't. Right, right. My, my, yeah, my admiration for him right. goes so far. Right, yeah, you know what I'm saying. It like it's hard to believe twenty-year-old Ric Flair couldn't do a backflip off the top rope mm-hmm. if he if he wanted to. <laughs> I'm sure he's done a backflip with a beer out of a barn door. Like, I'm sure. Like, that's documented somewhere. 
But no, like, yeah, I mean, somebody who didn't know that was his daughter, our match of hers on on mute, and they're going to see the talent, regardless of who her daddy is. So it it helped her get in, I think, but I think she has the clout and credibility to where I don't think he gets her opportunities outside of that. She's really better than everybody else, like legit better than everybody else. So, exactly. Yeah. And that comes through regardless of what her name is. Uh, or who her daddy is. Uh, he has a P.S. Uh, do y'all think they call up Drew McIntyre anytime soon, given that he lost the belt at TakeOver? Well, not anytime soon, because he's hurt. Uh, so people are saying he tore his arm on that spot, like the, the finishing spot where he grabbed the rope. That's what it yeah. happened. Yeah. Ouch. Like, can we so that says, well, he was at least... On a real thing? Because people were speculating if it was a... If it was a... Uh, you know, a, a audible that they called. Yeah. No, 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 no. Oh, well, yeah, yeah no, though, was it an audible? But that would ma- that would mean the, the injury happened in the middle of the match. But considering it happened yeah. happened on the finish, ain't enough time. Exactly. Yes, but no, he. Um, that was a really good match too, and almost like. Has been performing, but just really found his character when he was kind of floundering for a while. Like as a face, he didn't really work. Um, but he's a very right. Good and when heel. he started turning heel, you know, when he would come out and just be super cocky and have the sparklers behind him, and he was just being a clear, obvious heel. It was good. It was better yeah. than his babyface stuff, but it still wasn't like moving him up the card. Nobody was, you know, thinking. NXT champion. Yeah. But and here you know, we are. Add a touch of Zelina Vega, Mingo Bango, NXT champ, credible NXT champ. That that tends to help. That that tends to put you in a bit of a better place. All right. Appreciate the email, Jabron, as always. Uh let's uh we got Rich on the line. Let's talk to Rich. Uh, Rich, welcome well, to the live show. What's happening? Not much. I just met with my head coach to pick up uh, the way it works with like uh, what's the word? Lord, with compliance, you gotta. We got kids going to the Pitt Miami game, so I had to make sure I had all the paperwork and stuff to make sure it wasn't out of whack. And then while I was there with my new job, I wanted to have something from my coaching, so he gave me one of our old helmets that got decommissioned. So I actually just finished talking with him when you guys put me on. So what do you do with the helmet? I was absolutely... Mean? Oh, just have it in my office, like... Oh, oh, like a souvenir. Yeah, like a, nice little thing. Yeah, like a point of pride, like, yeah, like in my office. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I got that, I got uh Oh, and I'm going to need some Wolverine uh, stickers, magnets, something, if I'm going to be... Uh, yeah, I mean, you are like the number one supporter. Like, I got you. I got a jacket. I got uh Can I get a I day one-ish Wolverine's varsity jacket? I have the bubble jacket. We're working on it. It's in the lab. <laughs> now I want the authentic soft leather uh, sleeves and everything. Persian wool. Oh, my Double God. Like, you know, the thread count. 
If the thread count's not where you want it, I know I'm going to hear about it. Yeah. But yeah, oh, I, didn't, I haven't talked to you about that since we got we got knocked down a level because of our enrollment. You did. Oh, you it did. is on. You told me. I, I did. Okay. How would some of the kids feel? And most of them were like, "Meh," but a few feel some kind of way. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be lit because the teams were playing like we played them in scrimmages, and they were getting pissed off that we would win twenty-one-seven, and they wanted to win by more. I was like, "You guys, real? These are the teams we'll play like regularly now." Like, y'all, you can win now. We have, like, numbers. Now you're playing a bunch of grown-ass men. <laughs> well, and speaking of that, Melissa's team, Quaker Valley, they won the state title, or not the state, the uh, Whippeal title for 3A this year, 2 nothing. Rocky had a Wow. wow. They beat Alex. Alex. Was you remember that? Talking about some greedy football, golly. That's what she was celebrating. She was like, go Quakers. I was like, oh. Yeah, they beat Aliquippa. Remember, Aliquippa was that team, the, the team we played that had the grown men. Oh, yeah, I know about them wound up losing. Yeah, yeah. They, they beat them 2, two nothing. Wow. But y'all played Aliquippa Quakers, too. had 20 oh, penalties. Man. Yeah, they, they had 20 penalties because I told Melissa the difference is when they play us, you got little Elwood City, you're not on TV across the whole state. So now when you're on TV across the state, your officials can't not be calling false starts or three guys in motion at the same time. They're playing for the next job. Yep. Because you best believe if I showed, like I showed Travis, like if you look at the film, Aliquippa had like three, four guys in motion every time. Refs wouldn't call it. They're just like, I didn't see nothing. It's like that scene in Remember the Titans when the white coach had the host had to pull over the refs and like, I know what y'all doing. I don't care mm-hmm. if it costs for the whole fame. Stop it. Yep. Yo, Rich, when you said uh, that you went to meet up with your old coach to pick something up, I was very sure you were going to say a bag of money because I know how you high school coaches get down. Um, <laughs> it's not See? a good look. It's not a good look. I'm not, I'm not nowhere near a bag man. Never been near a bag man. No comment. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> Oh, my God. But, yeah, I just called because I was driving, figured I'd listen in, and then I was going to talk about uh, kind of what the gentleman just wrote in on the email about with, with – well, with Charlotte, like, if Charlotte wasn't a flair, she also wouldn't have been able to be put on national television and have her brother's death used as a vehicle for them to, like, yeah. poke at her. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Very there's true. the good and the bad with the family. Like, Randy's – up in the family. You can't go to Bob and be like, remember when you went AWOL? Oh, that was Randy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, I saw that you and Palm had a delightful conversation about Brad Maddox. I don't know if you guys talked about that on the show and how the generation ain't what it used to be. So wait, wait, wait. Tra- Travis, you had a conversation with somebody? No, you had a what? conversation Paul? with me, Palm, about it. With oh with D with Palm, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know, Travis and, and Rich exactly how you guys want to broach that conversation, but I was really I don't even know the conversation. And, what was the topic? Okay. So oh, okay. So let me let me read something to you because Okay. And I gotta do my dramatic even though people can probably tell I have a cold. Uh, <sighs> 
I don't believe you intended this extra jab. You can probably recall a shitload of times I said you're just using me to hold you over until you're on the main roster, right? Put yourself in my shoes. I've been saying that for at least a year, and the first night on the road, you're back texting Seth behind my back. And this time, you're ballsy enough to do it in bed with me. First night on the road. First night. Very first. Not even like the second night. Very first night. That confirms everything for me. That hurts the worst, maybe. And the reality is you can't deny it. Bruh. Hey, I was calling calling, uh, Dreamboat uh, a sucker and everything. I'm like, well, like, I understand those feelings. Not like the hurt the hurt feelings, but the, like, day one part. Like, fan, like, <laughs> you couldn't even wait till night two on the road. Like, that part resonated with me more than anything. Not the, you know, mm-hmm. oh, my girl's messing around or whatever, you know. that That's just, that's just hurt feelings because, you know, the woman you were fucking is now fucking somebody else or clearly wants to fuck somebody, whatever. But the the whole... <laughs> One night part, it was like, yeah, I could see that being the part that stings the most. Not that Venus was in the woman that you that you care about, but that, she, yeah, she couldn't even. Uh, <laughs> she couldn't even Travis, wait. Okay, what, you know, Travis, like two. Yeah. yeah. Rich, can you do something with your boy, Rich? If I were her, I would hit him with the HBO style previously on Ballers WWE, where you brought your roommate in and. They all Come were down on. for the party. Come on. Thank oh, you. Oh, I'm not. Listen, I'm not. Okay, right. You're, yeah. Again, I'm, the hurt feelings, all that stuff, I'm not. I understand. I get the, the first night part. That why that's the stick. Like, that hurts so much. <laughs> like, that's that, what I, I, I don't get understand, I, I, that's though. Like, I, I'm, I'm literally on the other end of the spectrum. Please do it on the first night. I prefer to know exactly where we stand from the jump. Thank you for letting me know what this is so that right. I proceed accordingly. I'll never look stupid because I know. Like, if this I mean, look at the other text. Is, he's a sucker. If like, you look yeah, at the other yeah. text where she's like, she's texting, like, Xavier, and she's like, well, he'd probably get off if he saw we were texting each other anyway. Like, yeah. She was never yeah, yours I, to begin I really, with, dog. I explained this to a girl in my building over, like, like during break over coffee yesterday. Like, I'm explaining <laughs> the whole phase and how important the whole phase is in a person's life and how you need to respect the whole phase because it's going to make you a stronger person respecting someone else's whole phase. He didn't respect the whole phase, and now he's upset. Like, and what got me was, you know, the way we watch this stuff, the way we see people, I'm thinking, like, man, you know, this is like a 23-year-old kid, man. That's rough. And then to find out he's like six months older than me, like, it, God, this is a wrestling show, and we talk some entertainment, but if, if me, co-host Cameron, can be your OG, if, if I can be that for you, I would love to be that for you. And here's the wisdom I want to impart on you that was given to me a very long time ago. We as men 
are not special. We're not. There are billions of us that exist. There's always somebody taller and smarter and stronger and better looking. There's always somebody. You're never going to fit everybody's box. So you know what? As long as you respect the fact that unless it's your wife, she's not yours, it's just your turn, you're going to live a much better, happier life. You just will. So, yeah, if this is Brad Maddox who sent this text, he clearly didn't have anybody let him know that women ain't your property ever, and especially not if y'all are just getting down. So, again, it's not yours. It's just your turn. And especially if, if it's the first time you are with somebody and y'all are laid up and she's texting somebody else, you know what? She still had enough consideration for you to spend some time with you, and you should be appreciative. Yeah. And also, I mean, if she was if she was in the act and she shot the text, together. then it might be more. <laughs> Rich, just, it's I like mean, what you doing, girl? What you doing? It's like I just got to fire off this text. I just got to fire off this text. <laughs> oh man! But no, you're right, Travis. You're right. And I don't know, I'm going from the opposite spectrum of it, Cam, because I was a guy when I was single, I explicitly avoided friends with benefits situation because I would be the guy who got feelings. Yeah. Of course. I mean, it's hard not to. Like, I, yeah, that, I wasn't about that life. I couldn't, I couldn't even pretend to be in that life. I mean, I'm light-skinned, so, you know, I had to fight through it. But I got there, and I'm there. And we should all strive to be there. Just, you know, let people but, – but again, Rich, you wouldn't have feelings, and then you would understand why it's wrong for you to have feelings if you were the guy holding the camera. That's not fair. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't have been able to do that. That's where I go, yeah, he's a he's a total sucker because, like, fam, y'all was in here making, making home videos oh, together. Like, that's – like that's how the relationship is. You can't be mad at her. You can't be mad at Woods. You, you can't, can't be, be mad, mad at Seth. Seth. You got you got Woods. Like, look, I know my boy probably gonna have some feelings, but I'm gonna need you to come over around ten forty-five. Yeah, you knew, and he ain't gonna fuck because you know he's a real motherfucker. And the, and this is like college, where it's like it's not like she's just going yeah. like thirty minutes away. She's just going across the street. This she is, can't say um, she's going to the Win Dixie. And this is what I told my coworker too. I was like, look, like, you know, WWE is a traveling circus, but NXT is very much like college. Everybody trains together. They live in the same vicinity. Even if they travel, it's in a very small circle. And it's like uh, it's like the Olympics. Like, they tell you, like, the stories about Olymp- the Olympic Village. Like, you're literally yeah. around the best people. How they run out the of condoms, like, six days into a 15-day. Yeah. You're fucking... around the best. And not even the most aesthetically pleasing people, you're around the most competitive people. And, you know, for some people, casual sex is a sport. (laughs) So, like, you're, and especially people who don't have time to hook up because they're training all the time. Hell, you finally get your lady synchronized swimming off, it's time to go. It's that fraternity thing where everybody knows exactly what everybody goes through to be in that position. Everybody's made the right. same sacrifices as far as friends and family and 
food and and the small things in life that make people happy. So when they get there, they all more than likely are all pent up in the same ways and are all about the same age. Everybody's between, you know, 16 and 26, you know, for the most part. And it's like you know what it is without even saying it. Right. I bet. Yeah, you get your week done at your event, and afterwards it's open season. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're like shit. We don't compete till the you know uh, 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 four days left in the, in the five days left in the whole event. Shit, I, you know you're probably mad at the scheduling because you can't you don't right. want to. Or you like that other guy, that one dude who didn't give a fuck. Or maybe it was a lady. They just Knocked was fucking and losing all their events, like coming in last, like like not even not just last, but like world. Like, why are you here? Time. Yes. <laughs> you're lucky. You're lucky. Your country is hosting this. Right. <laughs> because, yeah, that's why you're here. Yeah. I was talking to my boy about this, and the thing that jumped out to me was a couple of years ago, at this point, not even a couple of years ago, a decade ago, when they did those Total Divas videos, and they were talking with like the, the crew, like you guys were talking about with like Kelly Kelly and crew. But you go back to generation before that with Ivory and Company. Ivory was talking about how she had a boyfriend that would just be crying in the bed before she leaves. Like, why you got to go? Why you got to go? I was like, see, she had it right. She was like, no, mm-mm. I, I got to go. If you're going to be like this, don't be here when I get back. Yeah. yeah. No doubt. Seriously. You got to. Like, first off, like, first off, first off, pal, you got a fine ass woman that's, you know, Live, you know, who knows what she's doing? Like, fair, and you and her, you got a crib. You like, go fuck bitches for the two weeks she on the, gonna be on the road. Like, what's your problem? <laughs> like, why? Are right, you that was her thing. It wasn't even like a situation where she was like playing the field. She was like, no, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm old enough to be a mature woman. I'm like, you, you with me? I'm with you. But if you gonna be doing this broke boy, I'm crying in bed and like I'm gonna miss you so much. It's like, listen, you can miss me without like making this. Like, now I don't want to be with you. Yeah. Who the fuck want to be with some blubber and crime? I mean, that's nice. I'm glad you're going to miss me, but, you know, fuck out of here. Yeah, I mean, if she was what? Paige was, like, younger than everybody, too. Like, you're in America. Like, there's so much that plays into it that, like, as a... 19 years old. You know, yeah, she's 19 years old. Thing. Yeah, Cam, she's 19. She's a She's a freshman or a late sophomore. And yeah. these dudes are seniors thinking they hit, he hit the mother load, but yeah. it didn't go the way he yeah. thought it would. Yeah, man. Yeah. And then Seth Why comes yeah. through, and he's the he's the grad student. And it's like, well. Yeah. He's the guy playing the guitar under the tree, man. You know, like, it, you didn't have a shot, dog. Like, that's, 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 that's the big man. Like, yeah, I just, it, it disappoints me. But then, again, we didn't all – we didn't all come up under the same people. We're not all cut from the same cloth, but just because right. you got that group. Think about that whole tight group. You got you got Xavier, who like I've talked to him before the show ended. Bruce and I would talk about that all the time. Like is like you yeah you could do up up down down and all this other stuff, but you're still a wrestler and you got free time like everybody else. Don't go yeah. saying you know we're he's, a whole different like, bag. He's very much an alpha, but in a different yes. way that we that we think. But he's very much an alpha. He's like he's an alpha he's blur. Like you look at him, 
and compare him to like Big E. Like Big E is the one that's like, remember he was taking it like eight steps too easy with Natty's sister. Yep. Where she's like, yep, yep. she's down. And he's like, is she down? Because I don't know if she's down. And then Kofi yeah, is the old. He, I would be Kofi. He's the old head that's married got kids. He's like, listen, dude. Yeah. Like, listen, go for it. Yeah. Just do it. Everybody thought it was all yeah, about consequences, Queed, dancing around, yeah. everybody having fun. Or you know, when I, I would give my man Boris a hard time, he's like, they're 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 uh, misogynizing the black man. They're they're feminizing yeah. the black man. I was like, you can't feminize a dude rolling like that. He got to have a pink no, pompadour on like, and some chaps. He's still pulling what he pulled. Let me explain something real quick. I went, and I don't know how much we'll talk about it. Travis might talk to you a bit more about it in VIP. But I went to a con this weekend with about, I don't know, 62% of the muscle mass that Xavier Woods had. And I had a good time. There's <clears throat> a good amount of attention based on that. So I can imagine a guy walking around, you know, damn near, you know, 30, 40 pounds heavier than me with 10% less body fat around that kind of crowd all the time. Like, I'm, he's doing great for himself, I'm sure. You know, and, and countless more amounts of money in the bank. So, no, yeah. Xavier Woods and and is learned and can have a conversation. Like, remember, he's got a PhD right. and Oh, and he's married yeah. now. He's married now, so he's probably in the cam territory of, at this point, I can just float around. Because remember, this was all, everyone was at a different point in their lives, but this stuff just yep. got leaked because of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait, cam floating? Like, if anything, I would hey, not want out. that hey, conversation. Hey, what you doing, Travis? Chill out. Chill out. <laughs> no, what you got, Travis? What you, oh, see? See? First person on the bus gets the best deal. First person on the bus gets the best deal. Man. Oh man, um, Rich, and, and because I'm sure you guys will talk about it, um, real quick, I want to know after Saturday, what is mm-hmm. your career trajectory for Patrick Clark? After Saturday, yeah, yeah, yeah. He really, has quick, to... really quick, before I ask you that, before I ask you that, can okay. we all agree? And Travis, I know you're gonna have a bit less experience with this because you weren't a WCW guy. Now, Rich, I think the level of athleticism in the War Games match probably makes it a top three War Games match all time. Because, wow. Like, NWO... I push it into the, the top three. It's not this. Like, it's, it's just so athletic, and the guys could move, and they're just their timing was so good, and Eric Young... I like him, and Sammy's good, and AOP, we know they're good. And even though Roddy Strong is really good, he's kind of bland to me. But Adam Cole as a lead guy made up for that. Like, it's just a lot of stuff, man. Like, that was just a really good match. And the cage not having a roof didn't affect the match at all. Full disclosure, Travis literally got up and left when this match was on. He turned his phone on and didn't care anymore. No, no, no! I literally oh, wow. th- I forgot. I thought the uh, I thought um, <laughs> the oh, show was over. Man. You know, Almas is celebrating, and and you know, what's this? Drew's in the ring, all distraught. And I'm like, wow, what a what a cool way to finish the show. And then five minutes later, I look up, and the damn uh, war games is starting. And I was just like, yeah, whatever. 
but I left soon after. And Cam, by the way, that was absolutely the right idea. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, and I turned it on in my car, and I and I watched uh, on my way home, and and mm. subsequent, you know, uh, visits. One thing to the I didn't think of, well, you know, if you had to leave, you had to leave. But we were surrounded by like five hotels, so. Yeah, I, as I walked by the friggin' Hyatt or whatever on my way back to my car. I think it was the Hilton. Um, yeah. It's fine. Oh, but yeah, yeah I so, pushed it up there. Right, I a bunch of hotels still no in there, so I wouldn't have looked out of place or anything. Mm-hmm. My soul glow. No, you would have. I saw your pictures on Instagram. You had your African wristband. If anything, you would have looked like the dude who's down and everybody else is like, oh, okay, we were here for comics. This dude looks like he's about to like. <laughs> yeah, right? What? And then just politely okay. mention, at, all you had to do was sit at the bar and politely mention, oh, man, when I was in wrestling training. Like, oh, you wrestle? Like, I did. I did. I dabbled in some stuff now. <laughs> Travis Bryant, nice to meet you. So I'm here with the torch. Flash my press, press bracelet. Yeah. And then off you go. But yeah, I uh, yeah I would put that in top three, top four, just because no one got hurt. Because all the good ones, at least one person gets hurt in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then to answer your Patrick Clark question, we it's it's kind of the flip side of what you were talking about with Randy Orton. You, we almost didn't get Patrick Clark because America wanted uh easy easy who failed out. I saw it. He was like one of it was yeah, like, yes, retweet, is. share with the world. Don't yeah, let your, don't do yeah, not let y'all. these motherfuckers forget they voted for Z, fucking Z. And Daniel Bryan had to save him. So we know. And then we Hulk, know. didn't Hulk save him the week before? That was the thing that helped Hulk because that was when the, the tape dropped the week before he had saved Patrick. <laughs> yeah. That's wow. Right. That's, That's right. They were like, you saved the black guy over the, over the backwoods uh, alligator white guy. Yeah. Yeah. And he's clearly he's like, like cuz Patrick Clark is almost AP tall Well, he yeah, owns like the role. Clark, his physicality, like so his good. physique, I mean, his physique, his physique is, is something it, it's a cheat code. It is not fair. And yeah. so when you add that and him owning the role and every time he comes out, he's got the Xavier Wood school of let me wear a new hairstyle this this match. Not yeah. this week, this match. His hair was everything. You know, the barber, His hair was everything Somebody told me what barber they go to. Like, it's whatever barber Almas uses. I think it's the same barber that Ty Dillinger uses. Like, really, like, you know, puts some designs in their hair and has a fade down in the edge. I don't know if it's the same guy. But if it is, mm-hmm. WWE needs to put that guy on payroll. Because, yeah. like, those guys look great. Well, to be honest, though. They never had. They make out like bandits because they don't have them on ba- payroll. It's just like when uh, Bailey's husband or fiance, whatever he is, is making everybody's uh, uni- outfits for him, and he's just doing it on his own between indie dates. Just on the strength. Okay. Uh, nice. Bailey's married? But yeah, like, hey. Well, she's engaged. Aaron Solo, he wrestles in progress now as, uh, I can't remember the tag team name, but, it, yeah, on the side, like, wrestling is his uh-huh. side hustle. His main hustle is making gear for people. So dope. 
That's great. He usually shows up on Up Up Down Down. I can't remember what Mikazi. Mikazi. That's his name on okay. Up Up Down Down. But yeah, he makes out like a bandit because it's like, okay, you're a good ra- he's good. Like it's okay in life to be good at something. But you are a great yeah. seams seamster. Like the all white everything Seth was him. The all white New Day was him. Obviously the all white Bailey was him. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, um, yeah I, that was the no, SummerSlam. Um, that was a couple of years ago when Seth won the title with the US belt. They all oh, wore it. Yeah. And then that's when Bailey got jealous because she was like, I want to be on a Survivor. Because the New Day first put up a Survivor Series thing like, we need to be in a Survivor Series with these outfits we got. And then Bailey was like, I need to be in it too. And then everybody was like, oh, see, Seth. Seth did it again. Home record. Wow. Could have been, oh, yeah, but it could have been have Xavier. The picture in it. Yeah. Right. Because, yeah, because Bailey was still on the NXT roster at that time. So the four of them had taken the photo. And then Bailey was kind of like, you know, doing a retweet with a quote, quote retweet. And she was doing the, you know, well, you know, when I get up there, we can all be in the Survivor Series team. But, yeah, oh, I, I mean. I got the picture now. Oh, you got it? Yeah, I'm going to tweet that right now. Yeah, so, I yeah, and Patrick I do, Clark, I, I think. Yeah. I see him being a big player on a SmackDown. Or, and this sounds crazy, I know given everything this guy's been doing, especially with his idiocy, I don't know if you guys saw the 24. We might have to talk about that on the VIP, Travis. Uh, Vince's reaction to Owens and Jericho, which was one of the best matches at WrestleMania. Oh, that 365. Yeah. We good? Yeah. No. Fuck you. No, he was like, we good? Nope. And then just staring at him. And then now what he's doing with Finn Balor, where he's like, I, I jobbed you out for three weeks. You're not over. So I'm just going, I'm not happy with you. It's like, what? Come on, old man. But I saying all that, he gets on the main roster. Vince McMahon will make him Gold Dust 2.0, the 96 edition, not the stuttering crap. Because that's right up his alley. It's just enough over the line where it's going to be uh, uh, salacious, but Clark yeah. won't play it to the point where he's gay-baiting like Bruce was mentioned, where it's just like this. Just don't have him like uh, Orlando Jordan and TNA squirting lotion all on his chest. Oh, my God, no. Because <laughs> he's got the third eye of sunglasses. He's got the outfit. Uh-huh. I mean, that cut-off turtleneck with no arms. It's pretty great. Like, how did you come up pretty with that? Great. That's like men on film to the like tw- nth yeah. degree. And again, like like you said, like his physique is just different. Like for your physique to stand out in a way that like like look at like Tino Sabatelli, who's all muscle and like a legit athlete, who's like you know big and slow. Like but Patrick Clark, he just looks different. Like because right. he's still kind of slim and. It makes him look more youthful. You know what I mean? Like, he has a great... Right. Like, he looks like Superboy. I think it's the best way right. I can describe it. You know, like, not... Like, if John Cena looks like Superman, Patrick Carter looks like Superboy. And, like, that's a compliment. Right. Like, he just has a great look. And he jumps really high and he's strong. And that DVD does look good. And outside of any wrestling move that he can do, his expressions... And his body language, like, in that match with Aleister Black was just so good. And 
Like I need to know who Shawn came up Michaels. with the pop up. I need to know who came yeah. up with the pop up. Because yeah. if it was him, and that's he, it. Like you put him on the main roster and let him fly. When Alistair Black was doing his entrance the week before, and then all of a sudden he popped up behind him. Pop up from behind I made the I mean, gif out of it. I'll, I'll, once I get in the house, I'll, yeah. I'll put it back out. Where, where Alistair Black was doing like, his usual entrance, and he's walking, yeah. and then all of a sudden he pauses like he does at the dramatic pause before he turns the corner. All of a sudden, you see uh, Patrick Clark slide up out of the smoke right behind him and then start wailing on him. And then when he called him Velveteen, no, both of them, I couldn't. I, I was a mess after I saw that match. Uh, Apparently, so, Mikazi is Sasha Banks's husband. Oh, I got him inverted. I'm sorry. Aaron yeah, Solo yeah. is, yeah, Mikazi is the one. Sasha's husband is the one that yeah. does the seamster and, and is an indie wrestler as the side job. Bailey's husband is an indie wrestler that it just hasn't happened for yet. Okay. okay. Yeah, 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 you got it. Uh, but no, so, like, yeah, that was, I mean, Shawn Michaels um, shouted them out for how good that match was. And then Alistair Black, like, quoted it. And just, like, I usually don't, like, respond to these things, but, like, this is a huge honor. So you wonder if HBK had anything to do with it. And if he did, wow, what a teacher and wow, what students. But just, like, the whole the whole point of it being say my name, show me my respect, and saying his name at the end, like, there is a way to make these things important with no title. And NXT yes. – does that so much better than the main roster does because, and I mean, they kind of have, luckily only having one belt makes that easier because you have to yeah. have more things going on. But, man, it was just, it was fun to watch, and you knew Alistair Black was going to win. But, like, you like to see the development in Clark. Like, whatever he does next, I'm, 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 it's a kid I've never met. Who I've literally seen on TV for two months, and I want everything good in the world to happen for him. And it's I want there to be a dusty. There needs to be a dusty tournament this year, and those two need to be a tag team. Man, we we might not ooh, <laughs> might not be worthy of that, man. They're, oh, they're good. Hey, because it'd yeah, be it one is, of those things uh, where Velveteen needs a tag team partner. And all leading up to the tournament, nobody wants to be his partner. Nobody wants to be his partner. And then all of a sudden, it's like, I'll help you, Velveteen. Did y'all see this tweet Craig retweeted? Uh, (laughs) Spider-Man, one Spider-Man in a blonde wig and some Jordans. And the other Spider-Man. Oh, yeah, Liv and Carmella. <laughs> Liv Morgan and Carmella meet each other. <laughs> so good. Oh, did so you see good. what Liv, Liv so put weird. up there? She was like, because Carmella was like, you got to get out my, you know, this out my, is my show. Right, right. It's like, why all my oh, gear? Why my, why my gear gone? Why are you in my gear? And then my girl Bray, who uh, she's actually going to do a run in on Saturday specifically to talk about the Aleister Black Velveteen Dream match because she lost her mind. She was like, yeah, Who, uh, I can't tell Bree's which one's the, which. Oh, no, whatever. I forget. Yeah, she's so offbeat. Bree, yeah, Bree's going to be in there. Yeah, and she's yeah. going to talk about, yeah, she's going to talk about that match and then the uh, the uh, Ember Cormier match. Um, they didn't need me, to do her uh, like that. Like, I love, you know how much I love Asuka. You can't have Asuka show up, pat you on the head, and give you the belt that you couldn't beat her for. Yo, wait, 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 wait. 
Oh, they're showing the, the War Games match. I thought they were going to have highlights. I was like, oh, shit. Um, guys, really quick, and I kind of, because of the nature of what we do, because we're a bunch of men, uh, because our showing is a certain tone, I try not to do too much of this, but really quick. Can we just talk about how attractive Mandy Rose is and how it's almost to the point where it's uncomfortable? Like, uh, I, I think a lot of women... Like uncomfortable yeah, her, her catchphrase is it's her catchphrase is it's okay to stare. Like she knows. Ooh. Yeah. She should have known. She's been living like that for 15, 20 years. However yeah. long she's been grown. She's but, listen. Like in a world of attractive <laughs> women, because there are a lot of attractive women in WWE. Like as a matter of fact, I don't know if they have one that isn't attractive. Um. Yeah. Yeah. She stands out in a way, and. Which are the best? Like I was, she she is so face. good. It's like what Shahid said. Like I'm gonna overlook what she's her problematic nature because she learned her lesson. <laughs> it's like everybody yeah. willing to give her a pass. Like I it's saw like her. What uh, what she hit the uh, the like pedigree what to say about uh, what, it's like what Dre used to say about Skin Diamond. He's like, I can fix her. I can fix her. I know <laughs> I can fix her. <laughs> Because <laughs> that's what it is. I mean, when when Wade put on his review of the show, he thought she botched her finisher. I was like, sir, I will drive down to Mankato, Minnesota. <laughs> Do not besmirch my, I mean, that woman's name. Do you see this lady interviewing Laura Sullivan? My. I'm a little behind. Absolutely. Yeah, I do now. Well, he's another one. He's another one. When Triple H put out that tweet, he put that (laughs) tweet out a couple of years ago. It's like, this hand's going to change the business. Lars Sullivan is like that AWA stomper or whatever. Like, he's going to be that dude without snitching. His beard hair goes to his chest? Yeah, you're right. I'm just glad to see him talking like an extended... Well, he's supposed to be really smart. He's like a modern-day George Animal Steel. Like, he sounds erudite. He's supposed to be a really good promo. But then, you know, uh, I know Melter was saying maybe you don't have him talk. But for me, 2017, you could have a yeah. smart person that also tears you limb from limb. That's okay. Also, we do that just, now. Yeah. It's also just 2017. You can't just have mindless brutes. It just doesn't... Work. And he can't go full snitch. We go, he can't go, we go full Eugene. How does he sign his contract? How does he get on the, you know, get through airport security if he's such a fucking un- unchained animal? And, and unfortunately, they put him in a box. But that's a Put some air holes in the side, you know, slide some Freak. max and shit through. Yeah. And hey, Rich, only because yeah. I know you're always kind of on borrowed time. Can we talk about something a little bit not wrestling? Damn, right, I don't know where. Uh, yeah, I, I, I know, guess, like, this is like a stand by me situation. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, so, like, uh, I know Brian Austin isn't on, uh, but, you know, Entertainment Coast cast. Did you see that video of Sierra wearing Russell Wilson's high school jersey? Yeah. And basically saying, like, okay, so can we talk really quick about Russell Wilson's voice? that we hear at press conference, like at a press conference, maybe not really being Russell Wilson's voice. Like, Russell Wilson may really be 
he may really be like a dude from Virginia, like Randy. Moss oh, I think that's without doubt. From, yeah, and like, I mean, I'm because you know what happens, happy. Cam. Every interview he does, because Bobani Bobani Jones will make fun of it. Every conversation he has in an interview, at some point he's like, I'm just a humble guy from Virginia, and I'm doing what I can. The Lord bless me with these talents. Is like, you forget the fact he's a guy from Virginia. Future yeah. can talk all that crap. And the voice he puts up, because remember, he's the guy who put, he created whatever the thing was where he didn't want to talk about the Badgers without talking about the uh-huh. the uh, the uh, Wolf, uh, what was it, uh, NC State. North Carolina State uh, Wolf yeah, yeah, yeah. Wolfpack. Yeah, he's like he's like uh, go uh, Badger Wolves or whatever he created, so that way he could put them mm-hmm. together every time. It's like this dude knows what the public. It's kind of like with the Bills with uh, Tyrod Taylor. You know what people want to say, so if you cut it off mm-hmm. by being bland, they can't say it. If they say you're boring, yeah. that's better than saying you're a thug because boring people get ads. Boring people get yeah. nano bubbles. Boring people get Ciara because they don't get to see who Ciara sees. Yeah, and, like, you don't – the thing about us as people, like, I don't think we're – I think somebody who we see for a long time, like, in romantic relationship, like, mm-hmm. the next person we see isn't a polar opposite. If anything, they have some of the same qualities, but they're a bit more tolerable. This is how it works. So, like, this right. may just be a dude from Virginia who happens to be biracial, but is still a dude from Virginia, like, who – Spends all his he's time. He's got home training for the most part. Yeah, but he, I mean, he's a and he's not a narcissist. He's like he's around guys, you know. Like he talks like he talk like people who you're around. Like I'm like, oh, that's who grew up in Atlanta around rappers and drug dealers and producers all the time. Sierra, that's who she married. It's it's just a dude who really loves Jesus, right. but it's just a dude. So yeah, I'm. I'm might start a, well, think about the locker room uh, with the Seahawks when they had that. Remember, they had that civil war, whatever, in the locker room where it was like the uh, the faction of Richard Sherman's crew kind of pushing mm-hmm. after Marshawn left. But that yep. told me, to me, having known Marshawn from the Bills, that meant Marshawn was the dude who could talk to both sides and kind of mm-hmm. make the peace. Because Marshawn, I was just talking about this at work today because people were complaining about athletes. I was like, you, you got to understand. Marshawn Lynch went to Cal Berkeley, got in on his educational merits, and happened to be a really yep. good football player. Yep. So if you want to talk, if you All want right. to fall for what Trump's saying about him, you can at your own peril because he hasn't spent a dime of his money. And the money he did spend, he put into his Family First Foundation and does far more for the Oakland community other than Snoop Dogg than anyone else. Yeah. Yeah. It's just facts. And, like, you got to, like, the level of intellect that it takes to sit for the American National Anthem and stand for the Mexican National Anthem, like, people don't think that hard. Like, normal average Joe's. Right. Like, he very much knew what he was doing. And then even when he right. was Right, no offense to game, any of our like, East Coast cast listeners. No offense to our listeners, but there's a reason why people were calling out J.J. Watt for raising money for the hurricane, not saying a word about police brutality and anything involving yeah. anything outside of a nice colored box where you could talk about working hard in America and thank God. Yeah. Like, don't, don't discredit these people who read playbooks for a living. Like, you had to, in a lot of cases, you still had to be a really smart guy to get there and to last mm-hmm. there for a long time. Like, they know what's going on in the world. 
Um, hey, Travis, um, we haven't really talked about it, and this is something that the three of us and a lot of other people have been talking about for months and months and months. What happens with this women's four-way? And, like, I I was a proponent of what happened. Like, Ember Moon finally gets the title. And, Rich, I know what you said. Like, does it make her a paper champion because she never beat the top dog? Like, what do you guys think? I think it kind of opens the door for her to prove she isn't. Like, I think the first heel that challenges her is going to bring that to her, and it's going to be a story Ooh. of Ember Moon proving she deserves it and putting down every challenge. And I, I'm here for it. Yeah. Um, I, I don't – it's not her fault. I mean, it is her fault she didn't win, you know, because she had the opportunity. But it's not her fault that uh, – you know, Oscar left before she could take the belt off of her. Even though she had two two chances. But no, I mean I don't I could see why I could see that being a story for sure. And I could definitely see them using that to propel her in her first first feud as the champion. Uh I, I actually that's probably a smart thing to do because it's one of those things that people are obviously thinking, so use it. But, uh, you know, she has good matches and with a wide variety of opponents. Somebody's going to be thinking about Asuka in six months as a real NXT champion or anything like that. Yo, who is this interview? And she has to hold on to it. Quite laid. Oh, for yeah, edges aren't quite laying down, and I love that. Like, we need some, uh, we need some information on her. Well, well, I mean, yeah, after Dasha got not, moved to the, yeah, go ahead, Rich. No, I was gonna say after Dasha got moved up to the main roster because I thought she was just gonna languish in NXT forever. Oh, you talking about when they were coming to Pittsburgh? Thing in the velvet dress. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. She's new Dasha. She's better than Dasha. Dasha's way too. I am Dasha Fuentes, and this is NXT. You know. Well, that's because that was what they they trained it. When when I saw her, because, like, you know, I think, what is it? I want to say, obviously not this Friday. Next Friday, NXT is going to be here, and I'm going with my buddy. And uh, Mm -hmm. when Dasha came last time they were in Pittsburgh, she was, like, engaged. They were looking for lookalikes like they do at every NXT show. And it was just pretty cool. But once she got to the, like, getting ready for the main roster, Vince wants everybody to sound like they're from the daytime, you know, the evening news, like, news team assembled type. You can't have a regional diction because if he hears the hint of ethnicity or the South out of you, those are both like fatal. Mm-hmm. So, like, look at the fact that I can't. I honestly, I don't know about you guys. Hand hand a Bible. I cannot tell voice wise Lillian Garcia from JoJo. Yeah. Well, that's ridiculous. It's very no, but it's very similar. I understand what you're saying. Same inflection. Um, JoJo tends to get the words right. A little bit more off. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and then they, and then I don't know if you guys saw this, and you can throw me off whenever. They just made a new rule after NXT because somebody got his fifis hurt that NXT got more, you know, praise and Survivor Series. That uh, my boy in NXT can't do the one fall anymore. 
Huh? Oh, really? Uh, and, and when so he's like, fun. this match is scheduled for one fall, and then everyone does the U- European why style one fall. Why not just have everybody do it? Because it works. Because oh, this says, so what are they just like when they wait, got wait, rid wait, of... Wait, wait, wait. Uh, They're going to change, but, every, but it happens on the main roster, too. Okay. It's not an NXT thing. Yeah. But what they're going to do is they're going to change the frequency, the, the inflection of it, the timing. So you, there's ways you can get around it. Like, you leave that pause out there for the one fall. It's basically if you say like this fight is scheduled for one fall for the WWE can. titles. Yeah. Right, just don't, don't give them any opportunity to. Yeah, that's because their stupid. argument is, just like with Justin Roberts, the, the argument is you're putting yourself over as the announcer. You're not putting over a wrestler. I was like, are you, you, you telling me the family that just spent a half hour where – Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens beat you up. You were in the ankle lock for 87 minutes, and you still needed a pedigree to get knocked out. That was putting over other wrestlers. And I'm supposed to be concerned about a dude saying one fall. Not and great. Trey has a Pokemon pack. He can open. Yeah. So yeah, you know. I mean, I don't, I don't like it one bit because that's something that people enjoy, and you're taking it away because you feel like you want to prove that this announcer who's enjoying his job that he thought was a dream job with you guys far more than you're allowing him to. Up next will probably be cool. the way he pronounced Shinsuke Nakamura when he pronounces it in the actual Japanese Shinsuke. Such petty bitches, I swear. It is so. That's where it's like part of me when I'm listening and like uh, not Boris. I'm sorry. Willis gets on and he starts railing about stuff, and I'm like, come on, man, that's a little minutia. But then it's like they do stuff like this. It's like, all right, Willis, you do what you got to do. Let the chopper fly. (laughs) So Willis, I do, I do have an issue because for all the complaints about Roman Reigns. I still see on Twitter that picture of you and Vince McMahon outside that hotel. How come you ain't <laughs> hit him in the I stomach mean, like Wolverine, like Wolverine and Cyclops in the X-Men video? So now you throwing out your, uh, you throwing out all your damn Windows, uh, your damn Windows software, but you and Bill Gates are still homeboys. Like, what's really good, baby? Right. I want to know what's up. It's like, it's like, I think Facebook is, you know, Prejudice and racist and all this other stuff. By the way, did you see me with Zuck? Yeah, I call him Zuck. Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> Marky Z is what I call him. <laughs> Marky Z. My man Z Sizzle and I were watching Batman. Yo, how they gonna, like, I hate when it happens because it's so selfish and it's like an episode of The Office. How they gonna lay my man Willis off for my birthday, man? Like, that's not cool. Like, I don't like that. Not a fact. How they gonna lay my man Willis off the day Star Wars drops? Like, wait, wait, they uh, laid Willis off? I, I can't, I didn't know that. Yeah, you talking about Willis? I'm sorry, I'm laying anybody off. Yeah, and you no, just Willis, adding, I'm sorry, hey, man. He just rubbing salt in the wounds, doing his voice, just I making that rich is true scum lord. No, I didn't realize. I did not. Uh, if anyone no, was offended. I Bye. think you actually did realize and was Rich, like, shut I up. can't watch this. Rich said if anybody was offended, shut up, Rich. Uh, <laughs> yo, so at least once at a Justice day. League. At least once a day. Like, we're at Justice League, and Faye's trying to buy tickets through the movie theater for Star Wars. There are two mm-hmm. tickets for 10 or for, like, 
9.30, shut up, Travis, for like 9.30 on uh, Friday the 14th. So I'm like, yo, or Thursday the 14th. I'm like, yo, we go Thursday night. We're going to see when everybody sees it. No spoiler risk. They were good. Yo, somehow, because she was in there and tried to get back into it, it looks like the tickets are gone. So we got to get tickets for Friday the 15th, my birthday, tickets at Mm -hmm. 10.45. Um, And then she goes back and sees the tickets on Thursday are still there because she's the one that had the tickets like they were saved. So now, Mm -hmm. not only... So I get to see it the night before, but now I can't get drunk the night of my birthday because I'm there at the movies. Mm-hmm. That's messed up. Listen, listen to how selfish I am. That's messed up. How dare, how dare she buy me tickets and take me out to go see the new Star Wars movie before most people on my birthday? How dare she? I can't go get drunk with my homeboys. How well, selfish is she? A good movie. How dare her? Just wait till Wednesday, I mean, though, because you know. You know, either Willis or Craig or Craig's going to get drunk and stumble into a, a free preview, and spoilers are going to be getting shot. So y'all better have that mute button ready. Is Craig the first person to bring in a whole gas station burrito to a movie? Can't be. Can't be. <laughs> like, he's probably the first that I know. But, I mean, like, Craig don't bring in no food There's in no type of bag to where the food don't smell. Because when you get the burrito from the gas station, they leave, like, the holes in it so you can get, like, all the fried scent. Mm-hmm. So Craig in the movie smelling like a straight-up, uh, like a straight-up uh, big gulp or a big bite rotisserie living life. Yes. No, no, Craig it. is up. He's like, what's her face, Regina, uh, um, whatever, from Scary Movie, you know, uh, Brenda. Yo. You know, watching Shake His Bear in Love with instead of hot sauce and, and chicken wings, it's a, 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 a bottle of soy sauce and 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 some, and some hamburger meat. He in there with some foil with a hamburger and a foil, pouring soy sauce in there. Hit him with the lightsaber. Oof. Yeah. Yo, she had the whole meal. Yo, those first two movies were really pretty good, and then. They just wanted to get money, which I understand. But yeah, then they just wanted to get money. Sure, sure. Wow. All right, Rich, get the hell out of here. Let me talk to you later. Dude, what are you retweeting? All right. All right, Rich. Uh, not sure if this is Brian from Phoenix. I thought his number was different, but it's definitely somebody from Phoenix. Uh, Phoenix, who's it? Hey, Trap, hey, Cam, this is Brian. Oh, what's that? Are you calling a different number, or is it just me? Uh, from my house phone, or landline. Okay. So, I'm hanging on. What? Yeah, I'm I'm hanging on to it, Cam. Are you? Are you? (laughs) Oh, man. Wait, 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 wait. Really quick, Brian. Um, what was it? Somebody just, I don't know if it was on this show or somebody was talking about it earlier, but it was like somebody was using a landline in a movie and the landline didn't wasn't connected to anything. No, it was Love and Hip Hop. I'm sorry. I'm the only one that's going to get that reference, but somebody was in their house talking about a landline and it wasn't connected to anything. So, okay, that's all I got. All right. 
Hey, um, I'm sorry, Miss Rich, but I've been listening late for the last five minutes. Uh, hope, Rich, you have a happy Thanksgiving. I hope you two gentlemen have a happy Thanksgiving as well. Hey, um, is Kayla Braxton, by the way? That's the uh, NXT interviewer. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. She is special. Uh, yeah, she did. She's she did the announcing for the. Um, I'm sorry, Cam. She did the announcing for the NXT house show, and uh, she does a really good job. Nice. Cool. And just you know, I really would like really like and I really like the three of you guys talking, and I want to interact with parts of it, but um, I, I'm kind of up, I didn't realize that I I didn't realize that they stopped doing the, um, this match is scheduled for one fall and everybody says one fall because I know it's, I, I complained about JoJo not pausing enough for everybody to do it, but I didn't realize that now it's like a thing that they they that I guess the announcers can't do anymore. But I always like that part. Yeah, it just it doesn't make a lot of sense. Like you know what? The crowd likes this thing. Let's not give it to them. It's like just control freak bullshit. Yeah. Uh, speaking of some of the other things you just talked about, Cam, uh, my favorite uh, scary movie was actually scary movie number three. So when you said one and two, and you said I know three, I also like three. Is Brian? Let me ask you: Is three the one with Shaq at the beginning? Wow. No, I thought that was maybe two with Shaq in the beginning. That was two? No, I, I, I actually do recall liking 3-2, and I think from that – wait, was 3 the one where they did the, the spoof of Signs? Yeah, yeah, with yeah, Signs. Okay, yeah. I also and, uh, like with the, Don't Signs in the people. Yeah. yeah, I also like that one. Because mm-hmm. that was the one where – The one with um, Anthony Anderson and Kevin Hart. Yeah, and um, yeah. Queen Latifah and, um, and um, Andy Griffin had the part where they were doing like a Matrix thing. Where he broke his back. <laughs> yeah, that was also good. So, a um, couple things. Um, I'm, How again, you going to go to wake up dead? <laughs> <laughs> oh, also, can we give a quick shout out to uh, to Della Reese and one of my and one of my favorite comedies, uh, Harlem Nights. Um, she passed away. I usually don't. I'm not big on the uh, when somebody dies and oh, you know, rest in peace, whatever. Like, yeah, people die. Um, but but boy, did I enjoy everything she was in, comedy wise. I didn't particularly. I didn't watch Touched by an Angel, but good lord, was she funny in the thing she was supposed to be funny in, and Harlem Nights uh, being the uh, the standout one for me. Oh, hey, Travis. So um, you're going to shoot me in my pinky toe. <laughs> so, so uh, yeah. Harlem Nights was a good movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you guys that I always think. like when it comes up, like in the one gotta go comedies, that's always the one. You know, like, how the fuck do y'all like that? That goes nowhere. It's like just tops with me. But that's wait, just it's just one wait. of those things of mm-hmm. when, what. It was a good movie. Yeah, I loved it. It's like one like, of my favorite comedies. It was funny. Harlem Nights? It's fucking hilarious. Are you kidding? Okay. I mean, I I think Harlem Nights is a great. Harlem Nights is it funny? Like, no. I mean, I'm, I'm sure you can say a lot of things about the movie, but n- not being funny is man. Like my dad. Doesn't laugh, belly laugh, you know, tears to a lot of things. Every time we watched Harlem Nights, every single, same jokes, you know, it wasn't anything. And 
that's, that's again, that's probably one of the reasons it's it's one of those just special memories, is because as a family we just loved that movie um, when I was a kid. But yeah, yeah, I I never I never run into anybody that didn't think Harlem Nights was like that's okay. I like Harlem Nights like I like the airport, and that it employs a lot of black people. Um, yeah. I thought it was fine. Um, I did not, like, I own, I have two copies of Hall of Nights on DVD because I think it's important culturally. I don't think it was very good. But, you know, that's me. R.I.P. Della Reese. That, that's what I have. Brian, you want to you wanna chime in on Hall of Nights? Yeah, um, I, when you said Della Reese first, uh, Trav, I had my fist up in, in honor for her. Um. I saw it says you as both of you were talking about I pulled up um her Wikipedia page and I and I read her obit um when I heard that she she passed and just incredible career just in the you know the 50s and 60s as far as the singing career and she looked I mean you know that's you know as uh, when she was in her early years she looked great she she looked incredible so you think about oh, yeah, her she was fine. Mm-hmm. You think um, how her career, you know and then how we know her like in the 70s 80s 90s doing them Harlem Nights I have um I have real good feelings about you know it's not so but it's not like in my it wouldn't be anywhere in any of my top lists, but you know uh, my friends and I used to always laugh about it, listen to it, and then also, you know I'm gonna butcher the line that uh, Red Fox said about you know how like you know um, Della said like you know who left a swallow of orange juice in the refrigerator? How could somebody just leave a swallow? Or, or orange you juice got my mouth all fixing for a swallow, <laughs> or you got my mouth all fixing for some orange juice and it's only a swallow. Well, swallow it and shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh man, that was. A good- <laughs> We were on the floor about with that one, man. That was a great. That was that was like the line of the movie. No, um, that that's the first movie to let me know. Like, at least for like a strong fifteen year period, Lula Rashawn was one of the most beautiful things ever produced by this planet. My goodness. Um, Who's but that? That little subplot, Lula Rashawn, Sunshine. That that little subplot oh, is oh. one of my favorite things in movies. Like. I don't. I don't. Again, I think that movie is fine. Oh, I don't think the it's part like where he calls movie, his wife. That's where my dad that's, loses it every single time. That's amazing. Every single like time. Nobody, Junior, yeah, yeah. I would put never your mother on the phone. That, that isn't amazing. That's an amazing piece of cinema. Like, that's that's great. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm not coming home anymore. And now that I'm an adult, it's like, is he laughing because... <laughs> no, 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 like... No, that's like, funny. I mean, yeah, I'm she's laughing you. like, oh, man, I'd love to just be able to <laughs> call my bitch and my wife. I ain't coming home no more. Have a good one. <laughs> Come back, Dad. Uh, so, anyway. Yeah, go ahead, Brian. A um, couple things. Um, so, speaking of uh, Della Reese, so it's uh, – I, I said this, not like talking about it necessarily, but, you know, you have – you know, in 24-hour period, you know, you have an angel who passed, and then you have, like, you know, like the ultimate evil guy who dies pretty much the same, or, like, within the 24-hour period. Charles Manson, yeah. Yeah, when I was, uh, you know, and I, you know, you know how old I am, um, 50. So, but, I, you know, I was, I was, you know, a, a baby, basically, when, you know, he was doing, when he did his whole thing. Um, yeah. But, you know, as a kid, I can just remember being, you know, 10 or 11 years old, like, definitely afraid of this guy. And I think over my grandmother's house, she used to have the Helter Skelter book 
uh, like you know a soft soft version or soft soft cover version of it. And they have like just a ton of pictures of like the crime scenes in um in that in the, in the book. Yeah. Um, and you know, but they, you know, like you can't. I'm sorry. I said, damn, grandma, what the fuck? No, you go to any, you go to, you probably go to the library, you find. Mm-hmm. You go to any library and you find Helter, the book Helter Skelter there. Well, I, and, I, I um, understand that. Mm-hmm. You know, not on every shelf in reach of a ten-year-old. You can't, no. I mean, well, I guess well, that's what you like. Yeah, well, you know, if you're but, a adventurous no, kid, you you figure out stuff. No, Brian, my um, uh, you know, I, I skew a bit younger. Um, but and this is something we don't talk about on the show. But I find like cults to be one of the most fascinating, like. American, and not an American creation, but one of the most fascinating like American phenomena because a lot of it's about disenfranchisement, a lot of it's about um, you know, belonging. Um, it, it's just, it's really interesting how these people have this level of power. Like, um, I've watched, like, that made-for-TV movie on Charles Manson. Like, I've watched every interview I can get a hold of. Uh, I, I just think like as a person, he's super interesting. Now, I will say this: I'm not like the L.A. Times and all that, where I want to talk about the humanity of the man, because that's not how I feel. But just the things that he got people to do, and the fact that, like him being an artist, even a failed artist at that, like allowed him these avenues to be get a hold of people like Charles Manson is, and I mean this in the purest sense of the term one of the most fascinating Americans ever. He's fascinating, and thank God he's yeah. gone. Um, you know, if if we could have done it sooner, that would have been great. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think he's he's definitely worth the thoughts. He's definitely worth the review. Um, he's worth the discretion to make sure things like that don't happen again. But, yeah, his whole, his whole vibe, his whole mantra is just, like, super fascinating to me, the things he was able to make people do, and – the lengths they went for his support is just like, wow. If, um, so if he gets one record yeah. deal and makes one album and gets to go on a tour, do we, just like Hitler, if that motherfucker sold one painting, are we not, you know, talking about, you know, millions of people dying and all that kind of shit? Yeah. yeah like somebody just good. buy his fucking, his, 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 his little sculpture painting. God <laughs> Yeah, somebody just just sing, sing along to this dumbass song that he, this bullshit ass so called songwriter wrote. Matter of fact, give me a record deal. This probably go, it might go to murder spree. Yeah, right. Like imagine, like imagine if his shit slapped. If his shit slapped, we'd be. It didn't. No, that's what most most people say. Like he was, <laughs> he was just like Hitler. Like he was trash, and he just had this overinflated sense of himself. Like I'm being persecuted. Nobody. You know, appreciates my art because it's not good. Um, so, so uh, yeah. I'm gonna say one one really quick thing, uh, Cal, about what you said. I agree with you about you know being uh, being you know fascinated with like like a cult or a cult leader, and just going sticking with Manson for a second. If you if you hear like the interviews or like the the build up or that he had with those three girls. Is that they did the things in, in uh, like Tex Watson, the things that they did uh, for his name and how he how he these were like all middle class to like upper class women or girls I should say most of them were like you know in their barely t- out of their teens how he just got yeah. them to do that to that point to me it, it is just something that 
if I had some time like this. Where he wouldn't, he like some of the points of contention was he never said go over there and stab her in the stomach or slice her throat. He would say things like something needs to be done, or you know, like <laughs> I don't. I think that was one of like the things you guys, if y'all know more about him, but I don't think he ever gave a direct order to kill. Like, go kill that lady. It was, uh, something needs to be done about her. What are, mm-hmm. what, what are you going to do? Well, I'm going to take this fucking kitchen knife and stab her in the neck. <laughs> you know, and he never said, no, don't do not do that. He sat there and watched or whatever he did. So I think that's one of the interesting things that, yeah, he clearly was super manipulative where he could get people to do shit, kill, and not even give an actual order. Mm-hmm. So Something cool. else. So uh, you two talked about um, Velveteen and um, Alistair Black, so I'm not going to um, beat up too much on that. But, you know, it was a great match and just a great buildup. And the one thing that you both said that I think this kind of lost a lot on wrestling is that you don't have to – you know, everything doesn't necessarily have to be about a title. And wrestling is – it's kind of always been like that. We just don't talk about it as much as that. A lot of these things should be – well, I mean, we do talk about it. But a lot of these things are just you have two people who have to settle something, and it's outside of that title, and that's what they have to do. You know, yeah, the the, the wrestling – Brian, best. Brian, mm-hmm. I know you're you're heavy on your thought, and I don't want to cut you off, but this wrestler that Travis doesn't like, Pete Dunne, just did the most cool heel thing ever. Are you watching NXT, Brian? Fuck him. Uh, I'm at home now, so yeah, I'm actually and I and I looked away because I just saw I just saw I just missed exactly. Hopefully, they're going to replay it like right now. Is that a mouth? That's okay. a mouthpiece no, right so there. So he has yes, he has Gargano or Gargano has him in like the crossface, and Pete Dunne spits out his mouthpiece to bite Gargano's finger, so he has to let go of the hold because Pete Dunne's amazing. But yeah, sorry because he's a he's trash un- human being is what he meant. Yes, that too. Well, as as we were talking, I'm just sitting here watching it. I um don't just do, like Travis said not before. Throw that in the crowd. <laughs> oh great! Oh no, sorry. Uh, you, you know, you know if you do, somebody's gonna put somebody's gonna have to put in their mouth some nasty, <laughs> nasty ass person oh. gonna do it. <laughs> oh, um, okay. So uh, I agree with you, Trav. That I mean, I like. I, well, I like Pete Dunne, but you know the finger manipulation part. I, I had a, I went to a karate seminar last Saturday or last Friday and Saturday, and we have like a guy who does pressure points and joint locks. And we were going over those things, and like you were saying, Trav, you know finger stuff is painful. And you know, I, I to me that's when you you know you always talk about people suspending their disbelief. But you know, if I'd be tapping out, and you know if if my fingers are getting stretched out like that, or they're gonna or, or they're gonna end up breaking. So. Uh, yeah, okay. the joint manipulator or his finger stuff specifically, it mm-hmm. seems like it should be, like, not allowed. Did, did, did Cena make the most amount of money from doing the least amount of work? Because right. I, I almost, you almost kind of probably could forget that he was even there, just about. Well, he had that you know, little besides, patty, cake, patty cake part with Kurt Angle. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, he did take the stump, you know, from um, – uh, and then him and Joe had a pretty yeah. good interaction too. But, yeah, um, he had a couple AAs. That were that one Joe. That was that was nice. It just it wasn't it wasn't that he necessarily. And and for real for real, it's hard not to judge that match because there was some Shinsuke. All um, everybody that got eliminated on SmackDown, ex, I guess except Orton, was super uh, not ev- not non-eventful, but just 
either anticlimactic or just unceremonious, like Shinsuke and and Bobby Roode was just. Yeah, well, they both got power slammed by uh, Braun, right? They both got power slammed by Braun, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I like how they uh, how they ran back out because they they weren't eliminated very long, and then they ran back out to do the the, the what quadruple the not quadruple. That was good. That was good. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> he did the bite without the uh, mouth guard on. That's great. Um, that was really great. Yeah. So um, I'm going to end on um, a couple. Well, actually, let's do a uh, inter. Well, actually, before we do entertainment coast cast, and I hate to call this erotic coast cast, but man, this is not That's a good time is. to be at. Yeah, it's always is. Uh, it's not a good time to be a uh, to be a guy who thinks he's all important, because I, 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 the the thing, guys, that I don't get. How can you be? I mean, I get if you're that important where you feel you can just walk, you know, leave the room, uh, leave a hotel room, and you're interviewing a woman or or talking to some friends or women, and you turn around and come back naked. How how do you? I don't even see how you how that gets into a, how that even gets into your frame of mind. Because you don't have massive amounts of power, Brian. Like you can't yeah. fathom it because because you don't have that type of uh, you know power over anyone. Yeah. You know, I don't think it's something that that happens overnight either. It's you know, like the spoiled athlete or spoiled pop star. It's like eventually, you know, and it's like Justin Bieber. Like, oh yeah, he's 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 pissing in a in a mop bucket one day, and it's just a matter of time before he's like, you know, you, you pick some extreme, you know, laid up in a gutter with a heroin needle in his arm, or you know, whatever. Or doing something maybe not as even extreme, but more than you know, it's just an escalation. It's like yeah, it's one of those things. It's like yeah, I, I could see years of wait. Nobody's nobody said anything. I've been like being a scumbag for like five years now, and now I've got all this money. I've got this production company, and nobody said anything yet. Okay, let's see how far I can take this. Mm-hmm. And then next thing you know, it's not even a conscious thing anymore. It's just something you do because you can. Yeah. I mean, they're all coming yeah, to me I, and asking me questions. Yeah. They need my help. You know, I'm much further. Right. Of it's like, and this isn't a merit-based. You know, you would think it should be, and you know, it's not a merit-based. It's not like you take an entrance exam and all you got to do is score over eighty and you're in. Like, nope. They're gatekeepers. They're intangibles. You know, and that intangible might be, you know, this dick ain't going to suck itself. I think the flip side is, you know, when you, um, you know, when you're somebody who goes to, not just goes to college, but, I mean, you come up in an office setting. And, I mean, specifically an office, not um, not like physical labor. Like, it, since I have a business office, a lot of times you're around majority women, you know, and so you're – you you learn quickly that you know there's there's a corporate setting. There's a way that you talk to people. There's a hierarchy because in a lot of situations, your superior's going to be a woman. So you just uh, you learn early on the right way to be. Um, on top of that, you also have you know sex education training to where if there's any confusion, they let you know exactly what you can and can't say. Um, to where even if you're somebody who's on the spectrum and might do something wrong, you do understand what the penalties are if you don't. And like Travis was saying, like after years and years of 
you know, maybe being in a situation where there aren't the same boundaries or aren't the same rules because, like, I'm a big fan or was a big fan of Louis C.K. Like, Louis is one of my favorite shows. Um, and you see kind of how he makes his living. He's just in a club one night. Sometimes he gets put in a seedy hotel around people, and there aren't really rules around the life that he lives, even in the fictional sense. So imagine that same character with a whole lot more money, like Travis said. Like, it's it's different. And if you're somebody who's already, you know, with a production uh, company, to treat you can make a certain people. way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, you could, like, the craziest thing about it, like, that show Better Things, um, the lady who played his on again, off again girlfriend on Louie and now has his own show, like, I'd be really interested to hear her story if she wanted to tell it because it almost seems like she's his muse. Um, and, you know, that's his protege, and she's getting this big look. You wonder if things went sour for her at any point. She had to kind of go through things like this. So, uh, I, I, Brian, I'm absolutely not a perfect person. Um, there are things that are not great about me, but nothing that would infringe on another person's right to feel safe. And so it's yeah. very hard for me to understand. Um, and and it makes me like I genuinely feel different about people I respected and looked up to because of things like this. Yeah. Because it's you'd just be no a bad person if you didn't. <laughs> if yeah. you're just like me, you yeah. know. I mean, that says something about you. Uh, I mean, it yeah. does also make you look at the the bits differently, like the bits he does about scumbag men and stuff. It's like, oh yeah, because he knew firsthand. Not that we don't all know. You know, we we've been around enough enough men, or even done scumbag stuff our own in in the past, hopefully in long ago. That yeah, I mean, one of the we one of the reasons besides just being you know insecure and you know afraid to talk to women, but one of the real reasons I don't talk to strange women on the street, you know, like, oh, hey, let me go up and try to get her number, is because my thing is, how many times has she dealt with that today alone? Like, I'm not special. Like, you yeah. get back to, like, we talked last night, like we, or maybe it was earlier in this show. Like, ain't nothing special about it. Like, I'm not special. I'm not going to say anything mm-hmm. she hasn't heard. Uh, you know, it's, it's, and plus... If she just had to deal with three creeps, and even if I'm a decent human being and 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 respected her agency and just really wanted to get to know, it's like still, like she has the taint of the last three fucks that came up to her and or 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 hollered something out their window or 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 whatever, got too close to them or leered at them, and it's and I and I've learned a long time ago, like they don't need that, and also I'm. Okay enough that you know I'm not, you know I I I get mine, <laughs> you know like I'll get it. I don't need to be out there chasing and 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 trying to get this body count and oh let's go to South Street the, the hangout spot as a kid as a teenager and who can get the most numbers that never like you get seven numbers oh I got five I won like okay well you got seven numbers what are you gonna do with them you gonna try to put in time with all these different huh. girls and, and young women. Like, I never understood the conquest part. I never understood the notch. Besides the visceral, yeah, I, I, I fuck more girls than you, kind of. But like, once you're like at, once you're past a certain age, that stuff stop stops being important. Or mm-hmm. it should. Let's say that it should. Yeah. Hopefully, 
<laughs> you know, like, we all fuck plenty of bitches, or a few, it don't matter, <laughs> and whatever, we all, over 25, this shouldn't be, like, a thing where we're, like, competing anymore, because we're not 15, so. Yeah. I'm a grown man, dog. Can't imagine having that kind of power, having the ability to make people... You know, I'd like to think I'd be a decent human being. Like, I'd be like, um, was it one of the guys from Friends that the chaperone or somebody wasn't able to, oh, no, they had to take their, their, their the, the lobby or something was getting super noisy. So they was like, Let me, let's take this meeting to my hotel room instead of the lobby of the hotel. And he's like, if you want to call someone, a chaperone or anybody that will make you feel better, you know, because you're about to go in a you know, not strange mans, but you're about to go. I'm asking you to come to my hotel room. And she was like, mm-hmm. no, 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 it's all good. But the fact that she's like, he, like, felt, you know, he was a decent enough human being to understand that I might not, that might not be the best look or I might feel some kind of way. So he all, you know, and that's, you know, I'd like to think I'd be that guy. <laughs> you know, I'd be him, you know. But, you know, I don't have, you know, $50 million in a, production company or the ability to make people uh, so who knows scum lord trap just oh you want to be on the east coast care you want to end through on that interview that's going to break your career turf. Turf. <laughs> wow well, um, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure you have a couple other people that uh, want to jump on and I'll uh, get out of uh, your hair um, so the one question, one, I won't leave you on the wrestling question, but um, I'm going to uh, recycle a question that came up, and this is a tough one. I'm going to recycle this question that was uh, came up on the fix with uh, Todd and Wade. This question is, um, which could you ever see a? I'm not sure, maybe a major, but let's say something we probably would have heard of then. What, what is what's on the network, by the way? Are they doing oh, WWE countdown? Okay, because I saw countdown. Uh, um, yeah, uh, too too cool. Okay, anyway, um, um. Could you see a, 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 a TV network closing? You know, because everybody's doing. You know, the TV TV landscape obviously, of course, has changed over the last you know however many years you want to say it was. But they brought up a, a point about, or they or they were talking about it. Could you see a network or any particular network, let's say USA, or you know uh, I, I, anything like that, or you know the Food Network or something like that, just closing down? Could you envision any of that happening? I mean, it's happened to smaller. I remember when Current TV, you know, that was one of my favorite progressive channels. And just literally one day kind of just was like, all right, that's, you know, Young Turks was on there and a couple other shows. I like Tom Hartman. But like a big, you know, I mean, yeah. I mean, it depends on if there are shows on that channel that I watch. That's <laughs> the level of, you know, if AMC went down. I wouldn't care, but people that watch Walking Dead obviously would be like, well, where's Walking Dead going to go? Or, you know. Mm-hmm. Or A&E. Yeah. A&E, yeah. No, yeah. Yes, for instance. And they just showed a clip of one of your favorite tag Actually, it's one of your favorite tag teams, what, Beth Phoenix and Natalia. They showed a clip of them just a second ago. Okay. Uh, okay. Hey, guys, uh, again, have a real good night. I always appreciate you having me on. And you uh, are you doing an exclusive VIP after show? We are. Okay. And I'm going to forgive Rich for putting that. This is the Craig uh, e- email box. Because uh, I know last week. Yeah. I, yeah, I, uh, last week I um, I um, 
emailed you a little. Too, I emailed you too late, and you couldn't. Um, and you're the the show is already over. So I'll start writing the email now. Again, hopefully you both have a real good night and hey, happy Thanksgiving, and Brian, everybody out there in the Brian, constellation. Really quick, and um, and we do appreciate oh, the happy Thanksgiving. If you want yeah. to hear uh, Trav and I's uh, Comic Con recap, oh. uh, talking about the Bailey Q and A and the Hardy Boys Q and A, um, I'll put a link on. I think I already have a link on the Twitter to my uh, YouTube account because we did kind of a live broadcast of that. So and my uh, Bailey Q and A and Hardy Boys Q and As are both up uh, on. Facebook fan page and on the YouTube as well. So those are there if you're interested. Okay, cool. So, um, yeah, uh, uh, members of the press, I forgot about that, you too. Yeah. <laughs> press credentials, great. That's great. Um, have a real good night, gentlemen. Thanks a lot, as always. Talk to you, Brian. Take care, man. Uh, Brian from Phoenix, and let's uh, take our final call and go down to Georgia and talk to Darrell. Uh, Darrell, what's happening? What up? Man, what's crazy. going on, Trav? Darrell cussing me out. What's going on, DeBarge? On Twitter. No, nah, I'm gonna come on, man. Yeah, leave. What's going on, Air DeBarge? <laughs> <laughs> That's rough, man. Oh. Man, Trav, your boy on here saying some egregious stuff and some of y'all um, <laughs> different um, stuff that y'all were talking about. What did he say? I can't believe. <laughs> Like when y'all were talking about these women and and the and realizing we, you're a man and stuff, and he and this light skinned brother talking about he had a hard time back when he was out here playing around, running and gunning, hey, had man. a hard time with women. That's a damn hey, lie. Everybody knows you light skinned brothers don't through. have no hard time. <laughs> <laughs> you when she was when she was laid up in the bed. Texting another brother, you was the brother who she was texting and saying, "Hey, I'll be there in about twenty minutes. Give me twenty. Chill out on me, dog. I'm silly. That was so ingrained. Ugly man. And then, and then to top it off, you say Harlem Nights ain't funny when all you can, all I have to hear is, man, sit, man, sit down somewhere with that small motherfucker." Hey man, would you stop shooting that little motherfucker? Quick! I'm gonna kill you, quick! That's you ain't gonna kill one of my boys in the back of the head, quick! Yeah, they shot the dude with a little gun, and then he got mad when he was shooting a little gun. That's hilarious. But like, I'm not even gonna. But y'all talked about the, the the three things that are funny in a three-hour movie. Now, come on. Fam, yo. Okay. Okay, the fish fight scene. And we're going to talk about Della Reese, the fish fight scene. First off, can, oh, you know what, Darrell? Don't justify. Don't, do not even attempt to justify the absolute hilarity of of Harlem Nights to this guy. Don't even. Hey, Darrell, remember, when, remember when Travis said uh, Star Wars wasn't good and he's never watched it? Remember that? What yeah. wasn't good? Yeah, I remember. Flawless. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So no, I I think I, I can. Wait. As a when movie, I said I what wasn't good, Star Wars. I need to defend myself. I seen Star Wars, man. What the fuck? So I know it's fucking bandage. You saw Star Wars what? The one, the good ones. It's apparently the ones from when I was little, when we were little. Okay. Okay. I don't need to see no fucking Kylo Riley and shit. The fucking uh, 
to, to know, Carl you know, Riley, to see huh? updated garbage. Kyle O'Reilly, huh? Okay. Like I, like I said, okay? <laughs> like I said, Travis, I appreciate it. That's different, Kyle O'Reilly. Man. But no, um, man, it's, man, like it's super important, but like I, I guess, you know, no, the, the gun scene. So basically Cam like, just said, I'm petty, and I'm saying Harlem Knight's not funny because no. Trav said Star Trek is funny. Or no, whatever I, I physically purchased nope, too late. two copies of Your Harlem Knight. Your point's already Knight. been made. I literally spent more money on Harlem Knight than I have on any other movie. Like, Harlem Knight has 40 of my dollars for DVD. And it's important that I want <laughs> not like three. people like to win. That doesn't mean I love the movie. It's like a great movie. It won off me, shit. But no, the gun scene and the sunshine scene are two of my favorite scenes in anything ever. Like I, I also like, it's like Tom and Jerry though. Like they, the, I don't know. Which is great. Like you know, you're comparing it to something that's fantastic. That 50, 60 years Tom later Jerry? holds up. Yeah. Tom and Jerry. And then what what made it even so better that Richard Pryor wasn't even trying to be funny in the whole movie. So (laughs) Richard Pryor was like, "That was my dramatic debut." (laughs) 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 What y'all talking about? So that was even (laughs) that was even better. So he like, "Yo, y'all nominating this for comedy?" He feel like they do about Get Out, like comedy. I was uh, I gave my all dramatically in that. Was that sure. Man, that now that was some bullshit right there too. So it was. <laughs> that, yeah. yeah. Like y'all, like it wasn't funny. I was I was scared for my life watching that movie. Like that could happen to me. I Man, I had to let like, every white person walk in front of me from that that moment forward <laughs> for a couple of days. <laughs> like now, <laughs> you're not gonna hit me with the rag across the mouth. <laughs> no sir But man I was enjoying y'all conversation man A lot of y'all conversation you know, I'm touching on a few things of them um, The women I wasn't a big fan of None of the debuts of the of the women Just remind really? me of all the teams The team up stuff that they did When they first at the, introduced At the beginning them, of the um, women's revolution Yeah like y'all did, yeah. What y'all got in common like the visuals and the knowing their their characters, that's the first thing that comes to mind. Like, what do any of y'all three have in common besides y'all were in NXT? You know, minus Paige. Uh, it's and and then like, why do y'all? What's this common goal? Eventually, and I guess that's the story. They it actually would work better this time because when the women's revolution happened, the new women really came in and made up the majority of the roster. So at least now these new, you know, six, including Paige, have a foundation to 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 work off and to work with. You know, the division isn't and all really, them. It. And I see it today as they um, they have two top women right now who over, over, and can you can do something with. You got Oscar on one brand and you got Charlotte on another brand. And all I see now is you having a bunch of women who can um they can run through and, and hopefully you build a match for both of them to go against each other or whoever get the rousey match or whatever if she show up. But that's how I see it. How so are we not are you we not thinking they're gonna do the three on three or the four on whatever, four horsewomen versus four horsewomen? I don't know. Are we already past so. that? I think they'll keep 
I think they'll keep Bailey. I never was thinking that. I think they'll keep her as one of the people that you're going to introduce, probably Rumble, Rumble, I meant, or right at Mania when you introduce really? um, Baszler on the NXT. Baszler. Oh. Shayna Baszler. So I don't yeah. think they're going to put her straight to the main roster. And um, hopefully um, with um, – Amber Moon, Amber Moon on uh, winning the title in NXT. Hopefully, they um her first one singles match is where she turned heel and she end up losing it. Because I feel like that'll be a better story. Because people always say when you think about it, it's a four on four match and it's kind of easy to win the title than when it's one on one. And she still haven't dispelled her her thing. Well, she if you pinned. go off the promo that she cut afterwards. She pinned. She was, you know, my thing. What I assumed, I thought, you know, Billy Kay or Peyton Royce was in there to be the designated job job woman, but she wasn't. She pinned Nikki Cross, who to me is the number two talent in that match. You know, Ember, Nikki, Kyrie, then Peyton Royce. So, you know, they had her pin one of the top people. So that goes back go to uh, the paper champion or whatever the question was at the beginning of the show. Like, no, it's, you know, hey, not her fault how she wanted or how, that she had to win it in a four-way. It sort of is because, again, I she get, had her chance twice, but still. Yeah, and I, I, I just go off of um, the conversation that um, Austin Aries had with Chris Jericho. When you're a babyface and you fail so many times, there's really nothing left for you. You have to turn. Because, you know, you've seen as a failure in the eyes of the fans, not living up to the promises that you kept or you made. And obviously, when you see her cut that promo, her promo was about her proving to everyone that she deserved to be champion. So it's going to be harder to get it off her. So if you beat her, you make her more interesting, and you give her that character that people say that she don't have right now. Because as a face, as a baby face, she still doesn't have a character. And then all people see is what y'all been saying all day is, uh, you let Oscar come back and hang you the title and pet you on the head because you couldn't get it off of her. And that's what people see right now as, as her as a face. You let her lose the title and then go heel as soon as she loses it. It's something totally different. And she could win it back because the, I don't see some of those people who she going up against coming up anytime soon. And I don't see her coming up anytime soon. Right. So that was just uh, Not one now, thing. Especially. Wait, we're talking. We're still talking about Ember, right? Yeah. Yeah, not now. Definitely not with the those five five women getting the call up again, six including Paige, and her just winning the title. I said she won't be a. You know, she has to hold that title for at least six months. She's got to hold she it until Mania. She's got to have a nice run where she she has good matches and beats a variety of uh, a variety of, of opponents. I don't see them bringing in nobody else and boosting them straight up to the title, and I don't see her getting in a match against Amber Moon. And they, I think they're already starting the the build of Kyrie Sane, and I don't see them giving her that loss so fast either. And obviously, that'll be the next matchup. At um at the Rumble, and the NXT show that be at the Rumble. So 
I don't see that. Yeah, I don't see Kyrie saying going. I can see off. them beating her early in title matches. You know, not just random match. I can see her getting a title match in like the Rumble or Takeover or something, and then and losing to Ember Moon. Yeah, just but they've been they doing a long title reign. They don't want to create for a while. She is literally the next Oscar. Yeah, and plus they've been doing long title reigns for a while for the women, and I understand that. But it's something totally different than you know the Oscars and the um, Bailey's and Sasha and then Charlotte do something different to spice up your women's division. Maybe you had those two fight in a long, elongated feud, like three match feud. They switch the title, then the last match is the last match for the title. Rumble, Mania. And then, then whatever the next show is, afterwards, oh. uh, it can be uh, even on the NXT. Wait a second, Cam. What what did Post Malone do that got the, the second half of that color palette saying "fuck Post Malone"? <laughs> if you, you what did he say in the second half real, of the interview or the first half or whatever? If, if, if you want real emotion and real feeling and real thought out lyrics, don't listen to hip hop. Listen to something else. So don't listen to the thing he that does. That cat's a weird cat. He doesn't too. have thought out real feelings and emotions. Well, no, no, no. He don't say he's he raps. He say he's saying. Well, no, he's saying he's saying that the genre doesn't possess that. Like, mm, no, you uh, can't do that. I mean, you specifically, yeah. personally, can't do that. Like, no. But, but I don't. I don't understand. It's not like he's some. It, it's not like he's an R&B singer saying that. It would make more sense if he was. Yeah, but I mean, you're... But, but he's, like, shitting on the same thing. That, like, this is what you do. Yeah. Like, all I but hear is my music doesn't have real feelings and emotions. He don't consider himself a rapper, though. He, he doesn't say that. Well, he cannot consider he himself he that, whatever he doesn't want to consider himself. He is what he is. But he's talking about hip-hop as a thing, so, like, he got right. to sit down somewhere. Like, yeah, you got to get out of here, buddy. Yeah, and plus, my thought so process you ain't about hip-hop anyway is more than rap. Hip-hop yeah, is he's a singles rapper, singer, whatever the fuck. He don't make good albums. Like, after uh, Congratulations came out, I was like, you know what? I want to go back and give Stoney a listen because I must have missed something. Like, you know, White Iverson, that's a good, you know, that's a good song. And then I listened to the album. It's like, this whole album, like, White Iverson is the best song on this fucking album. <laughs> right? Like, if I wanted to listen to this album, like, I'd just buy fucking, uh, I'd just get Ty Dolla Sign. I'd rather listen to Ty Dolla Sign than Post Malone. You know, like, if I want to hear this style of singing, rapping, whatever. Um. Yeah, man. If you want to listen to some real thought provoking stuff, you got to listen to Big Crit. Oh, you want your Big Crit? Hey, man, they got. Yeah, I don't know (laughs) nothing about. I can't talk shit or praise him. I don't. I hear people that got people that like him way before people. I've been listening to that cat since I think '09. He's been five since then, so just good to see that people starting to recognize him today. But Post Malone, stop drinking all the time, man. <laughs> He's in the weird <laughs> yeah, shit too. I seen him on Viceland on the Viceland bus talking about 
aliens and chemtrails giving conspiracy theorists a bad look. That wrong with these new... Like, you don't have to watch, like, a YouTube video by Conspiracy Killer 666 and, like, consider himself, like, (laughs) woke. Like, I know all about the Illuminati and the... The, the fucking CFR, the Council of Foreign Relations, and the, the Majestic Twelve. I know I'm all yeah, like, fam, you watched, you know, one hour-long documentary. <laughs> and he probably didn't watch. He probably had somebody tell him about it anyway, because he was drunk, passed <laughs> the, out. So give me the the, the, the gist. <laughs> give me the cliff notes. Mm-hmm. But um, got another. I got another thing. This might sound. Yeah, it's going to be blasphemous for some people, but uh, that's me. This is who I am. Um, with the um, main event of Survivor Series, I knew it wasn't going to be that many run-ins and stuff like that. said it before, but I know a lot of people were hoping, praying that Jason Jordan came out there and, and ran in. I feel like this. You should just wash your hands with that whole thing because now that they did the Triple H thing with that, that even if he turns on Kurt, what's the purpose? He's not being used by Triple H. So you just kept the whole angle of him turning or babyface either. And he seems like he's not good at neither one by how you come out there and talk. So I feel like this. When you make a mistake, stop trying to dress up the mistake because you're making this mistake even worse. Just admit that you made a mistake, kick that mistake on to the curb, and move on way away from it. You can't dress up shit and make shit smell better. You spray Febreze on it, it's going to smell like Febreze shit. So that whole angle, this whole thing with him is shit. So just move on from it. I guess you got to restart him back over, find him a tag team or whatever. I don't know, but you got to do something else with it. They just put NXT uh, from the old days, 2013 and all that. If you don't believe... Just go back and watch him on them shows. What you, the person that you're seeing now is the same person that was on there then who when they came up and they were doing the little show about the people from the Performance Center that was um, ESPN put out there and all that stuff. Some shit. Breaking ground. Breaking ground, yeah. And he was on the cusp of being let go. The, the performance that he'd been giving every week with this Kurt Angle stuff was the performances he was giving then. And he was on the cusp of being let go until they found uh, Chad Gable to put with it. And everybody ain't meant to be a single star. I know people be wanting their favorite guys or be wanting this person to be a single star, but everybody ain't meant to be a single star. And if it weren't for Vince fucking up tag teams and where people could make money off of tag teams, hey, you could have other avenues to be able to make money. But, hey, it's not meant for everybody. So I know some people might get mad that I said that about Jason Joy. Not dissing the brother. I wouldn't be right if I hold my tongue on him because he's a brother than I would on other people. So it wouldn't be right. I don't think anybody would. I don't know how y'all think about that. I mean, I don't agree. I think Jason Jordan is fine. Jason Jordan is fine. But, you know. It's just something else more than just, yeah, he got great in-ring ability, but it's just something else that just 
you need than just having great in ring ability to get you yeah, over. Yeah, I mean there is, um, and I, I I certainly admit to being more uh, more receptive to that thing taking time because he's a guy I look at ethically. I want to be successful, so I'm way more lenient than I think people are. Um, you know, I don't know what it is. Like, hopefully, this whole angle is like. Vincent Man is a seventy-year-old white guy, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Like, do you think? And I, they're very different. But do you think that when Vincent Man looks at Jason Jordan, you think he doesn't see Rock? Oh yeah, he does. You know what I mean? So like, if well, this is he sees Rock, storyline. That's that. Then must what? be the cataract or something. Uh... Well, I mean, he saw. <laughs> But but listen though, he saw uh, Ahmed Johnson just like he saw Bobby Lashley, just like he saw Beast Jackson. Like, yeah, those know, two like, are more closer than at talent level than. No, they're not. You know, I think I, Jason I don't Jordan. Think he's looking at the talent level saying, though. I don't think he's looking at the Jason talent Jordan level. He's looking at the. That's me saying that the, their the complexion of the skin. Bobby Lashley and Ahmed Johnson have way different talent levels in this fairness. I'm talking about like what what this old white guy's looking at is what I'm saying. Yeah. But like look, like if that's what he sees, then hopefully like this is like okay, this is all leading to that heel Jason Jordan push so everybody hates him and then, you know, we get him back on track. Like hopefully that's what we're seeing. Uh because again, like in in ring, he's really got, like Darrell said, like he has a different level of talent. Like his amateur background, his physique, it's different than guys who just get pushed. But, man, people don't like him and they don't want to see him. They got to do something with that character. And I think my leg hurts is the first step toward that. But hopefully it goes somewhere, man, seriously. Oof. He's not going to be able to yeah, turn on. come back all episodes. I'm hurt. No, no, I'm 100%. <laughs> like, wait. <laughs> like, I'm confused, Jason. Are you but good? But it didn't make no sense go, because the, <laughs> the last thing that he said was <laughs> everything that Matt Hardy said was true. What did that got anything to do with you talking about your knee and all this stuff in the beginning? Yeah, you should have. Fuck what Matt Hardy said. You should have stuck with your knee. That just killed it. It just killed it. It just killed it. It just killed everything the whole night about the knee and all that shit because you said that one little line killed everything. Killed it all. And people, stop comparing everybody to the to the rock, man. Everybody rock is once in a lifetime type of guy, man. The skills that he brought to the table that he was blessed with, everybody don't have, and that's something that you can't teach. So everybody can't be compared to The Rock, man. It's just like people comparing everybody to Jordan. Unlike today, in today's, people want to compare Lonzo Ball and Jason Kidd because at the time, Jason Kidd uh, was averaging the same amount of points. But when you go back and watch the game, Jason Kidd's impact on the game was totally different than Lonzo Ball's impact on the game. Not even comparison. Lonzo Ball is more comparable to Ricky Rubio than anybody else. So, yeah, like, come on. Stop it. And Ricky Rubio ain't a bad guy because he's making money. He's still in the NBA. 
teams want him. He's a valuable he piece. He on the Jazz? But he ain't a superstar. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm playing basketball again, video game, and, like, just seeing, like, oh, shit, Vince Carter's still in the league? Like, what? You know, and it gets updated so every time, so it's not like, you know, and it's a brand-new game, but... Like, what the fuck? Vince Carter's still, like, on somebody's roster? Ricky Rubio's on the Jazz? It's all kinds of people I didn't know. Uh, yeah, basketball just, you know, you, you you stop paying attention for a few years. Man, that's a whole generation, you know, go by. But then you get your folks like Vince Carter, who's somehow 17 years old. Because he still can shoot. Mm-hmm. Long as he you still can shoot one of, the, good. one of the best three-point shooters of all time. And who would have expect that when he was coming in dunking on everybody? Mm-hmm. And I seen him do that one, the dunking the um, arm in the goal in person. And he was doing it just for fun because he's from Daytona. And I used to go to school at Bethune-Cookman. And during the summer, he used to come out there to the um, gym and play against and just dunk on the little basketball team out there. And he dunked on the guy in the gym and stuck his arm in the goal while he was dunking on him. Just in the fun. Game. <laughs> they were playing a pickup game, and it was just for fun. So, <laughs> crazy. But, yeah, that um, that was uh, one thing, man. And um, AJ, man, AJ is amazing. That match, I know – I think you said the, it went up to the, to the top three was the best one, uh, was the highest rated one. I voted top ten. I felt like that was the top ten of Brock's matches because the short storyline and they didn't have the perfect, the um, proper build to it. You give them the yeah. proper build to it, yeah. got to be top five, top three. And you were consistent about that. I'll, I'll definitely give you credit there. You do think one of the key points is having a top match in your career is there needs to be a build and a story around it. So, yeah, I absolutely. And and, and that segues me to uh, going to an uh, entertainment coast cast um, topic is Justice League. That was just – and I know people are going to be screaming about Zack Snyder cut and all that because it's longer. Longer don't make it better, man. If the story don't flow and the story's not together, it's, it's still going to be a whack movie. And this movie was okay. The action in it was pretty decent, except um, Superman mouth was all crazy. Yeah. And they, I, I guess they couldn't get the beard up off his mouth or something. I don't know know what was going on, but his mouth was floating away from his face, and I thought that was humanly impossible. He was Superman in that right there. But um, that story, too fast and kind of crazy, and then build relationships with people and just made Batman seem like a whiny crybaby who just wanted to kill himself because Sounds about right. he felt like Superman should be here and he shouldn't. And made him the old man of the group. I don't understand why. <laughs> I just. <laughs> I mean, if they wanted the problem solved and things to get done, then they probably should have called Superman a little earlier. No, don't work that way. And and then if we're gonna it's gonna be 
We're going to be legitimate. Um, Stephen Wolf killed Superman before, and he's a new god. And most of the new gods can beat the hell out of Superman with the ease. Like, we're not going to talk about how Superman was literally the cheat code where he hit Stephen Wolf so hard he stopped fighting him. He was like, nah, y'all got him. Superman hit him and walked away. Yeah. Yep. It was fine. When when Superman meets somebody who's equal in power with him, um, Mongo Mongo is a perfect example. A guy who's equal with power with Superman, or maybe even stronger. Superman can't beat him because Superman don't have no hands. He don't have no fight skills. He don't have no paws. So. That's why they made him into a cheat code and all this stupidness. I just, <laughs> I just feel like they should um, reboot the whole series. They can keep Wonder Woman, but reboot everybody else. That's why I, I never did like what you call it being Batman anyway, because I knew they were gonna have him like this old guy who been in the game twenty years when Superman supposedly only been around five. Uh, Aquaman only been saving people for about five years. Superman's around, been around, only been around five years in that universe? In the movie, yeah. Yeah, wow. in the movie universe. Flash is a... Um, he showed up five what, years 20? ago as, as Superman. Superman. Like, oh, shit. Yep. And Flash only been around two years, two years. Yeah, man. Um, <laughs> Cyborg. When As a matter of fact, it don't even fit it. Years and Flash hasn't solved any real crime. He stopped purse snatchers, and that's it. And he's not even a forensic scientist where he got his powers because he was a forensic scientist. So how, well, could, got it, him how could that be? Got him before. It's weird. How could that be? Oh, no, Travis, <laughs> As somebody who follows the Flash every week and invests real time of your life into the Flash, you would hate the Flash in Justice League. You'd hate him because it's a change. One, it's a change for no reason. Two, it's a change where you can't see any real benefit to the change. Like, And it don't even fit their storyline. It don't even fit their storyline because Flash caught Boomerang, who was in the Suicide Squad, and they showed Flash in the Suicide Squad. Yeah. Yep. Like, I, yeah. So how? So how? How is this? <laughs> and then you mention two different Flash. You mixing the Wally West Flash with the Barry Allen Flash because Wally West was the comedian. That's who everybody remember on the TV show when people are like, well, let's talk about the TV show. That's Wally West Flash. That's after um, Barry Allen um, sacrificing himself to get rid of the anti-monitor. Like so, he's way more that's not Barry Allen. Even Wally isn't, like, antisocial. Wally is, like, braggadocious and annoying. Like, it, they created a whole new character in a space where the other characters aren't acting like themselves. It's weird. It's, it's a really strange movie. 
Like, Aquaman isn't, like, he's confident, but not like... <sighs> Darrell, the biggest problem for me, I, I think Cyborg was the character they treated the very best. And Aquaman's thing about Cyborg was, I don't know if you can be trusted, and they never revisited that. He just was good with the team. Like, there was never any trouble. He said it twice when he and the one time he said it, he was sitting on the um, lasso, and that's when he was talking all the foolishness. Well, no. <laughs> yeah, no. And when I say never revisited it, I mean like it never came up in the plot that he couldn't be trusted. Like his technology never went bad with the mother boxes. Like it was all fine. Everything was just fine. He didn't have to fight through anything. For a like guy that. who would just get new powers every day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yesterday I, I couldn't fly. Work. Today I can fly. Didn't then how is he able it. to <laughs> work through the the mother boxes? Yeah. And then you write, and then you write Stephen Wolf off. So you're not getting a dark side coming no time soon because they wrote Stephen Wolf off from being dark side general. So <laughs> he's already a limited character anyway. And you killed what limit that he had when you wrote that off. So it was, it was a good movie because of the it action and stuff like that. Yeah, it was like they still did a lot right. Like Wonder Woman was still great. Zack Snyder still did that 300-esque stuff that he's really good at. Um, like there was still good things. Like I, I cared about what happened with that one family they kept showing. But a better director would have made that better. Like, I kept watching it like, yo, there's somebody who could really shoot this to make what this family's going through important. Like, when they showed her with the bug spray, I was like, wow, that's a really good thing. And somebody who's a better director can make people really care about this. Like, she should have done something with that bug spray. You know what I mean? Like, yes, I was waiting on that, man. Yeah, exactly. I was waiting, like, I'm on, waiting that. on that to come into play. I'm waiting on somebody to almost get to him, and she sprays it, and it actually bothers them enough to make them go away. Like, maybe and it's even worse when an eight year old can figure that out that they ain't yeah, do nothing with it. Like, um, my lady, her eight year old son with with us, and he was asking all the way to the end of the movie, "What's she gonna do with the bug spray? Why she never yeah. use the bug spray? Why <laughs> put it out there? It's not gonna do anything." Exactly. Yeah. It was yeah. just, I don't know, I guess they took some of what Marvel was doing and tried to finagle it into their own little stuff when you have perfect stories to do stuff. Like, you, if you wrote Superman how you wrote Wonder Woman, Superman would be ten times better because Superman is supposed to be the heart and inspiration of the whole team. But that's what yeah. Wonder Woman is. And, they, and that whole story was telling that Wonder Woman is supposed to be the leader of the team. Uh-huh. Sound like some social justice like, warrior nonsense to me. Yeah, and what, but again, like, it's fine if that's what you do, but the way they tried to go about it was dumb. Like, literally, you spent a whole movie with Wonder Woman explaining to her why she has to be this beacon, and then she forgets that? Like, in, I don't know, 
the first hour of this movie you tell, and you only motivate her by telling her your boyfriend wasn't shit. Like, just don't. Like, they just, Batman was way miscast. Not as an actor, but as a character. Batman was way miscast. And then, like, yeah, they, <laughs> you spent the I expect that from being that you make. Yeah, well, I, you know what? It might be, and it's time for me to admit that. Like, it might actually be Ben Affleck and what he's able to do. But, um, but no, like, you spend this whole movie explaining to us why Wonder Woman thinks it's important to help people, and then and, but you even see how good she is with Cyborg, like, with explaining to him why he's important, and, like, but then she's also not ready to lead. Why? Like, what about this bitch she's not ready to lead? Like, it's it's weird. They did a lot of weird things that they didn't have to do. Yep. And they just, they really wasted a lot of stuff, man, because you could have did that totally different. That should have been the Superman role, and you should have brought him back earlier in, in the movie and had that effort, had that with him trying to come back and lead the team and be the inspiration, because you're telling the whole story that Wonder Woman should be the in- inspiration, but you're also telling that the whole world feel like they lost their inspiration when Superman, when Superman died. Uh-huh. Died. So that's a conflict. <laughs> yeah. It didn't. It, it didn't really make any sense. So like that was wild, crazy, but okay, pretty pretty good movie. That's why it bombed in it, and I don't blame. <laughs> I blame some on some of the actors like Ben, <laughs> like uh, Batflack or whatever people want to call him, and um, Zack Snyder. The reason yeah. why I bombed because of Zack Snyder. And don't get me wrong, he writes hella comic books. He do great in the comic books in the storyline. Yeah, but um, when your characters movie, don't have to be three dimensional, he's very good at that. And I don't, I mean that literally and figuratively, like. When they can exist in a still on a page, he's very good at that. But when they have to actually think and move and talk to each other, he does not excel at that. Like, I, I'm I'm realizing as I get older how much of a smokescreen 300 was. Because they don't talk like people talk in 300. They talk like Spartans would talk. You know what I mean? Like... And everything don't have to be dramatically dark, neither. <laughs> yeah. I like some fighting in the daytime, baby. <laughs> I also like fighting in the daytime. A lot of hitting go on like in the daytime. About, yeah, you talk about Superman's piece, like, maybe the best, one of the best things in the movie is that, you know, Superman is fighting off, like, half the Justice League, and Flash tries to run around him, and he turns his head as he's doing it, and Flash is freaked out. And Flash has to dodge him. Like, that's really good. That was smart. And it made sense. And it led to stuff later. Like, that, there were a few things that were really good about that. A few things that were just like, oh, what are you doing? Yeah. Crazy. It was all crazy, man. And seeing that this weekend and seeing everything else. Uh, NXT show, awesome. Survivor Series. Just because of the AJ match, it wasn't that far behind from NXT. So the AJ and Brock match, mm-hmm. Justice League really hurt my heart because it, if 
everybody don't know I'm a I'm a big DC fanboy. Think Trap blew me up about yeah. it one time before. You don't sit. But you know, I had I had a guy on Twitter call me out. I guess he was trying to put some words in my mouth about a guy named Goku because I. I don't know how he mixed that in because I was talking about um, Otonga, but <laughs> that's another story. Same thing. That Same hurt. Thing. That hurt my fit. That both, hurt my both, feelings both too. Men, both men who might need to adjust uh, what they're doing in their house. And that goes to the comment that y'all was speaking about the women earlier. See, I'd rather be Goku because you know I'm a uh, I'm absentee from the family, so. I don't really catch feelings. So if Chi Chi ever cheat, I don't care because I ain't there anyway. And I don't really want to be there with her. I take my kids with me, but I don't want to be there with her. She forced me to come sleep with her anyway. Yikes. She throw the um throw the stuff on me. And um Travis was saying something earlier about um about the guys who like to get the seven numbers at, at the club and stuff. Hey, I was that guy, man, and um, it wasn't for me. It wasn't about a conquest. It was about me trying to experiment with my with my my sex and see how good I can get at it. So when I got older in life, I can just pull that card out at any time because I know I got it and I had a lot of practice at doing it. And I respected every woman that I got. At that time, I respected them all, you know. I didn't just kick them out the house and wait soon we finished. You can lay there for about five minutes. You know, um, I'm going to tap you on your side and be like, My God. I'm going to tap you on your side and be you like, can, hey, man, hey, I got to go. So I'm going to have to get your breath. Let you get up out of here. You know what I'm saying? But, hey, we're going to do this again soon. We're going to do this again soon. Mm-mm-mm. And then I understand uh, what some of these guys be tripping about when their girls get because it's an ego thing. And I think y'all didn't mention that. Guys don't like to know that what they are not comfortable with what their girl could do. Like you don't she she, she giving you dome or something, but you don't want to know how she learned those tricks because in the back <laughs> of your mind that'll kill you. <laughs> she was doing this to somebody else. Another man we had gotta, a teacher. We got to be better, man. We got to we gotta grow up. We got to be like, yeah. She's 32. What the fuck? You know, or whatever. Yeah, man. We got to endure. You're not <laughs> wrong. Like, that, that's very much the truth of the matter. Like, that is what we are. But, man, like, we got to, you know, that's, that's like, it, you hate to go to a dark tone, but that's what leads to stuff like this domestic violence and mass and all that. That's literally where this comes from, like this idea of the ownership of people that we don't yeah. feel like we can abuse enough to make ourselves feel good. Then we abuse a whole lot of people. Like, man, like we gotta gotta accept that they don't belong to us, bro. Like, and not you being we, and not me being. Oh yeah, we. I mean just we. Yeah. Like we gotta, yeah. And I mean that that is a That'd difficult be thing to swallow. But again, if you to do holding the camera, you gotta accept that that girl is not yours. She, she's not with you. Not even close to being yours. And and you should know that. Man, he, like, oh yeah, no, shame on. He was probably whack. I could tell you his situation. 
he probably used that to probably get with her and think that, oh, now that I got her, I can change her from that. So he just, he Captain like, Kirk. Like he used the Dre example, I can change her. Captain Kirk. <laughs> Captain I Kirk. can fix her. I could take all them daddy issues and, and then be the daddy she never, you know, be that man she could look up to and trust. And Nah, fam. Yeah, I'm just the type. I'm like this. If you do something, I don't care. Let me know. If you try to go mess with somebody or do something with somebody, you can call me right before y'all pulling y'all pants down about to get into it. Call me right then and be like, hey, man, hey, man, I'm about to get into somebody else. I'll be like, all right, I'm going to holler at you some other time in life. I'm dead serious, man. He's me right now. We about to get it in. I just wanted to let you know. I used to talk to to this girl, man, (laughs) and she was a jump off. um, Come to find out, she was a jump off for the uh, fraternity. If you ever went to a black college, girls go to groupies over the fraternity, and they let them fraternity dudes talk them into doing anything. Well, so, yeah, I, I went to a black college, and I never college. got into to that life or around it to know. I'm not surprised, and that makes a lot of sense, <laughs> you know. But I never, I never witnessed witnessed it. Man, I witnessed it, seen it. I I was online at one time, so I done seen it. I done seen the action. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the girl was at the people house, and she hit me up. And and she was talking. She said, "Well, I'm over here with what's him called them." I, I the cues queued up in my head. I, I said, "Oh, you about to get it on?" Okay, then she was like, "I didn't know how to say it, but yeah." I said, "Okay, then, cool, man. I'm gonna holler at you some other time. Like, I ain't gonna be able to talk to you right, like right off rip. I conversate with you. We can be cool. I speak when I see you. But hey, I holler at you like three months down the line when they go go off the scene a little bit." Then we can start back talking again, but thank you for letting me know so I don't have to be no fool out here in these streets. After you let that tetracycline run through your system a couple times and clear wow. your... Uh... <laughs> yeah, clear that out right there, man. You got to clear that out. Because uh, <laughs> that that's the only reason why I act a fool. If you if you out here got me looking a fool in these streets, I, I know you ain't mine. But my rep, not rep, but my name in the streets, (laughs) you burning me or something? (laughs) Now I got to whoop everybody's ass in the house. Shit, I went to Norfolk State. Everybody in the house. The fucking Norfolk was one of the most, you know, it's a naval town, you know. So they were like top three in fucking STD rates. And I just... Yeah, I always was like I'm the guy. Look, I'm super cautious when it comes to that kind of stuff. I remember, and, and it's crazy because the older I got, the, the 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 more chances I was willing to take. Like the more I knew, like when I was 16, I wouldn't. We ain't making out unless I'm wearing a fucking condom, right? But to a new state, and I've run up in three separate women, raw diggity, and it's six month period. Like I'm just reckless yeah. as fuck. Like how? Like how you like fam, you you can't support no kids. Listen. You barely getting getting on with yourself. That's everybody you to, uh yeah. it's everybody when so, you get older because you get lazier, man. You get lazy. You like, don't want to go by there. Yeah, like, well, I just want to get strong. it. 
I just want to get it. And get it, like man. I'm 37, like I'm fiddling around trying to put this fucking rubber on, fuck around, lose my fucking heart on. Like I ain't got time for all that shit, man. I ain't 17. Just bouncing back. That's that's the key. That's the key right there. Losing, losing it, losing it. See when you're young and you're strong. You try to lose that shit and, and, and it's and all day. Putting the rubber on. Damn, that's embarrassing. <laughs> that shit will happen. You have you have to think of it. You are trying to put it on, put it on backwards. Why won't this bitch roll up? Because you got it inside out. Fuck. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. You'd be like, forget it, man. You might catch yourself a couple of times and be already in, and then be like, oh shit. Then you try to do some little stuff and try to reach down in your pants pocket and get it, and then pull it out. Then you tear it off a little bit. Then you. <laughs> Then you act like, oh, you too much, baby, but you're really putting it on. Then you back up in it. Oh, okay, I'm back. Wait I'm right second. now. I'm right now. I'm about ready. I ain't going that far. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you too much. I don't have to pull that. I don't have to pull that game because then you get to having a conversation with you. You be like, hey, baby, you on birth control. And, and she say, no. I'm like, oh, shit. I got to reach for it now because you ain't on birth control. And how you. 30 some years old and ain't on birth control. What, you 18 <laughs> in the mind? <sighs> they get reckless too, I guess. I'm 32. Very I got reckless. time to be taking no goddamn pills every day, motherfucking shit. <laughs> Just let them shoot up the club. Hope yeah. it ain't too many casualties. <laughs> And, and I All think right, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a little more on the reckless side, man, than you guys before you let me go. So I, I guess I'll be around more women who got four, five kids with three, four, five, four, five. baby daddies. <laughs> four, five, man. I, I, just talked, I just talked to a girl, man, that had six kids, man. Had six kids. I'd be like, man, I'm scared to touch you. You, you might be pregnant. Like like that oh, one shit. movie. How you get t- how do y'all have time to be alone and she has six months? Nah, <laughs> girl in my job. Hey. Girl in my job got They know kids. how to get rid of them quick. Wow. How many? Girl in my job got four kids. She got four kids and she's 30. I, just, I don't even shake her hand. I just dap her up. <laughs> they know how to get rid of them, man. They know they got practice of getting them sleep real fast, man. When you got them many kids, you got plenty of practice. Because you, your room, though, is always locked, and they know not to come to your room, though, asking for nothing. And they know by time 9 o'clock get, and and they hear that male voice in there, they need to be in the room. Oh, man. Watching TV. Yeah. Future criminals. <laughs> hey, probably so. That's why you got to talk to them for a little while. But, you know. I ain't talking to nobody. <laughs> Fuck out of here, kid. <laughs> but hey man, it was cool, man. Can't wait to hear y'all on Flash Podcast, man. Um about yeah. the next episode. Yeah, we because I'm highly pissed. Yeah, we're gonna try to get the this week's one done tomorrow. hmm Okay, man. And y'all get them YouTube dollars too, man. Y'all gonna have to change the um the content in a little bit, no cussing and stuff like that, because you know YouTube got a little fickle with a lot of Travis. stuff. And he got on there was saying all kind of words. No. I was like, dog, I Man, fuck you. we were looking at people. We gotta, we gotta. And, yeah. and cover up the big drink that y'all was drinking, man. Y'all that, can't be no, going advertisement out there either. 
Right, got the Mike Tar lemonade, all all like they they paid for that spot. (laughs) (laughs) Labels out, everything. Don't worry, we're gonna get some South Congress mugs in there. uh, Yeah, you know, gonna make that happen. Yeah, it has to be stuff that y'all own, man, because you know they're not gonna put no ads on y'all shows, man. Them little yellow bars that show up on the YouTube thing, man. Then once I get up to um. You got it. Once I get up to 10,000 subscribers, then, you know, they're going to send y'all that contract. Yeah, once we get up to 10,000 subscribers, only 9,000, you know, 700 to go or whatever, 70 to go. (laughs) You got to find the hot hot topics to put up in the thing so that it lists up and show up on YouTube when people search. Yeah, no, I know. I hear, like, uh, like, Comics explain. He'll talk about like uh, you know not doing, and even comic historian talk about not doing certain series or certain comics because basically like they're not nobody's going to watch. And by nobody, ten thousand people are going to watch, and not seventy five thousand. Mhm. You know, and I say living, so I guess even though I want him to talk about Vision or Lunella. You know, they're like, man, he's like, you like, you and 12 other people read this book, so I'm not, you know, doing it. 